Yeah. Uh, this this whiskey, this whiskey is good. <laughs> it's fine. I only have a half bottle of the green spot left, so. <laughs> There's only so deep we can go. And you have the speedy internet now, so... Can I not hear that just because I'm watching you on Discord? Gotcha. Yeah, I hear. <laughs> I love the the infinite mirror effect. Oh no, I see what's happening. Never mind. I'm it just is showing me a very cyberpunk Hanukkah for whatever reason. I might be able to turn myself up on, on uh, now my input volume is at the max. 
Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. A Twitch stream, and you're not, which is hilarious. <laughs> and he was talking to himself the whole time. There was no Atlantis. <laughs> All right, we, we're okay. We're, sorry. Welcome I... to <laughs> Jonathan talks to his imaginary friend, Kersey. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So yeah, we are now. We are both audible on the stream at this time. So this is this is the real deal, um, and I imagine. Oh, it's it's time. So I'm gonna just start the thing, which basically just means showing my face. Nice. There I am. Hello, anyone who is here. We are just getting started. I should I send out a tweet? I should do one more tweet because we are we are now live. This is it, um, and we're gonna do a little bit of audio tweaking. Oh no, not this window. By the way, do you see that I have a? Firefox window open. When Atlantis started, it's happening. We're getting hyped. Clint is hyped for Atlantis. Why is it not showing my face on screen? That's what I want to know. No, it, it is showing your face on stream. It is. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Um, all right. You got to tell some Atlantis jokes while people are coming in. <laughs> Don't put me on that on me. You're the comedian here, Kersey. Just Google Atlantis jokes. <laughs> I'm sure there are Atlantis jokes. Hello, Clint. We're working on getting towards Atlantis, but we got to start with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'll look, but I. Uh... Come on, man. Oh, oh, here is. This is good. Why did the Atlanteans call Atlantis? <laughs> The fatherland. Uh, why? <laughs> Hello, because vibe, vibe. Because why? It disappeared. Oh man! All right, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, here we go. The tweet's going out. Hello, hello. We are live. Atlantis, here we come. Uh, these jokes all suck. No, but, but you got to tell them. Oh, no. You, gotta, you can't make me tell bad jokes. That wasn't part of the deal. Fine, <laughs> fine. I'll this is it. the liminal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. What martial art did Aquaman learn in Atlantis? What did he learn? Krab Maga. Crab, <laughs> Krab Maga. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob Maga. That's really bad. <laughs> what form of communication was used in Atlantis? I don't know. What was used? Hydroglyphs. Did you just come up with that? No, it's it's on the bad joke list. It's on the list. It's on the list. Yep. Those are proprietary. All right. <laughs> Hold on. I am. I just have to tag everybody in this tweet. <laughs> Hydroglyphs. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Give me another one. I am looking for a better source of of Atlantis jokes. I feel like there has to some highbrow scholar has to have taken this challenge upon themselves. 
Yeah. I, I have the task of tagging everybody who liked this post when uh, I'm bad at typing. Boom. But uh, Clint Turvelick is here to save us. Yes. What was it? What was the favorite COVID treatment in Atlantis? Yeah. Water boarding. <laughs> what was it? Hydroxychloroquine. Official sources called this differently. Or no, wait, that's not the line. What's the line? <laughs> it's like official sources dispute this claim. This claim is disputed. No, it's for, for click here for more information on COVID-19. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> All right, we're halfway down the list of people I need to tag. Atlantis is disputed. It's, it's it very is. upsetting. You know, reading a little before this, lots of people are like, well, it doesn't quite make sense. So we're going to say it's definitely a myth. Right. Like, right. I'm like, come on. Come on. All right, you cool. move in the post Heinrich Schliemann world, who was the guy who discovered Troy. The and guy who discovered it, Troy. Yeah. So Heinrich, Heinrich, you know, everybody was like, Troy is a myth. I'm going to pour this whiskey. Heinrich. Yeah. Schleiman was like, no, Troy is not a myth. And then he found it. And Clint says, and dynamited half of it. Yeah, he. I mean, this was 1800s archaeology, you know. I mean, they knew what they were doing. They had just a different <laughs> set of priorities. Different attitude. Interestingly, Heinrich Schleiman had opinions about Atlantis. Uh, and he thought that there was a connection between the Mayans and yeah. uh, the Greeks. And he tried to point to similarities in their languages. Sorry, if you just said anything, I wasn't able to respond because I unplugged my earphones in order to test the audio and it all sounded pretty good. But we're oh, going yeah. to need... You what? I was just saying that Heinrich Schliemann had Atlantis opinions and he thought that the Mayans had something to do with it. Right. Well, why don't we get rolling on our on our yeah, uh, project? Here. We gotta we gotta um, find Atlantis. We got some Atlantis to find. Um, this uh, I have just poured myself some some Lagavulin. Philosophers on Twitch playing Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator is not sponsored by Lagavulin Islet Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, um, but it is a damn good whiskey. So that's what I am enjoying at this moment. Uh, Vogel Free, you mentioned you had Red Spot. Green, green they didn't spot. have red, so we, I think it's an upgrade. I think green spot is the fancier form. I love green spot. Um, I also have here some uh port, by the way. Philosophers on Twitch playing Flight Simulator is also not sponsored by Taylor Fladgate, the 10 year old Tawny Porto. But anyway, I but have that it should be to it the should be. Plan Gate executive who's currently li listening to it should the be. world's premier flight simulator and philosophy podcast. That's right. All right. Let's just jump into this. Let's, let's get in this game. Um, all right. So we have to pick a flight plan. And 
Um, and we got to pick a time of day. And so you, you're still seeing this kind of kind of live with the the thing we set up with these the stream. Yeah, there's a bit of a delay. Right. Okay. All right. It's still not too bad. Um, so I think we want to be in Greece, right? Yeah, I think the first place we should visit is, and I'm not going to pronounce anything right. Yeah. Forgive me in advance, uh, but Santorini. That sounds right. The island in the Aegean Sea. Right, I think that should be our first destination. All right. Santorini. We can start in Crete, because um, that's relevant. All right, cool. So Crete. Crete, Mun, Crete. That sounds like a... No, that's in America. Okay, not that. Not that Crete. Uh, Crete. If you can give me a... Like a... I guess a... Airport well, thing? It's, it's these circles on the map, right? Can yes. you just click? So if you go back to Europe, I can point it out. Okay. I, I, found, I found Santorini. So we got Santorini as an arrival point. Um... It's kind of surprising. It's a small island, but yeah. Syros, Acropolis of Athens. We got Diagoras. Where's Crete? Crete's the big island off the coast of Greece. This one, Nikos Kanzantazaklis. Yeah, yeah, that's Crete. All right. Right, we can set that as our departure, and we'll just do a quick run and explore around here. We'll see some. We'll see some islands and shit. Uh, we got to pick. A There's plane. a lot of potential Atlantis locations. So yeah, okay. So we'll do a few. We can, we can go in and out. We can do a few different things. I like this plane that I picked, by the way. Um, if you have any other preferences, I know how to fly this one pretty well, and it goes pretty high. But any any other preferences we can do? We could try out this other one, the Textron Aviation uh, Beechcraft King. It's kind of cool well go go to search real quick okay for the planes and yeah. just type in atlantis because you never know zero results found well i guess it wasn't meant to be it wasn't meant to be i'm looking at all these other we could get in one of these wacky let's go into one of these wacky ones i'm just gonna pick a wacky plane we're gonna try this wacky plane all right i'm getting i'm going in we're going in Welcome and any everybody who is here. Feel free to say hi in chat. We are just getting rolling, looking for Atlantis. So we're, we're what are we doing here? Te give me a reasoning for why we're here and what we're going for. Well, many people have failed to find the fabled lost island of Atlantis, but none of them have looked at Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator. That seems like a good That's true. a good starting place. Uh, That's true. Now, I don't know. I have some ideas about Atlantis, but when I did research, I was, as usual, just blown away by how much there is to know. Right. I don't consider myself an expert on the field by any means. Right. Is there a world expert on Atlantis? Well, there's this book by this French guy who says it's in the Caribbean, uh -huh. uh, and he sounds really smart, but unfortunately, I can't find an English translation of the book. Right. So I, I think it's very unclear. I think we don't know. There's we'll, a lot of different opinions. We'll, we'll, we are now in... We're in. We're in the world of Microsoft Flight Simulator. So I'm going to go... We can look around. I don't know if you want to see anything about these planes. Like, these, 
simulations are shit and shit are pretty fucking cool. Um, you know, you can look at the uh, all these special dials. You know, I don't know anything about planes, but we got a lot of dial. We got a touch screen looking thing in here. Flaps, trim, landing gear, strobe. What's that? Let's turn on the strobe lights. I guess they're already on. Turn on the taxi lights. Look, we got a heat thing. Let's turn up the heat. Oh, inoperable. All right, well we we're gonna stay cold. We're gonna stay cool. <laughs> All right, I'm going for it. Oh wait, I have to usually take off the, the landing brake. Oh yeah, the engine's on. Are you with me, Vogelfree? Yeah, and here that's a weird plane. It is a weird. This is the Icon A5. I thought it was appropriately uh, space age. I, the the propeller looks backwards. Yeah, that's weird as hell, actually. Clint, I've played Flight Simulator every week for two weeks. <laughs> this is oh, we're in the air. We're in the air, ladies and gentlemen. In uh, Santorini, Greece. Well, no, this is Crete. This it started Crete. in Crete. Oh, okay. No, you're right. We're in Crete, Greece. Yeah. The first thing that's striking me for Atlantis relevancy is that it's pretty flat. Yeah. Right? And so you could imagine how this would get totally screwed over by a tsunami. Which yeah. definitely did happen. Whether or not the Minoans, who were the, the civilization that was on Crete, whether or not they were Atlantis, they definitely got, got screwed by the explosion of Thera. All their shit got drowned. When it, when are we talking? Give me an era. This is like 1600 BC. So before the Bronze Age collapse. Right. Well, I'm, I'm checking my altitude here. So the Minoans got going according to, you know, what the archaeologists say. Right. In like 3000 BC. Right. And then they, you know, were very powerful. Up until 1600 BC, which is a long time if you think about it. I mean, it's like almost 1500 years of power and success. So the Minoans, just so we're clear, so the Minoans are are the um, are those the ones that are thought to have been uh, matriarchal and pacifistic. This is something uh, I've heard about the Minoans before. They were not pacifistic, right? Uh, but. They, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about matriarchal. I don't know how you could tell that because we can't read their language. Uh -huh. All we know is that their women walked around with their breasts exposed. Right. So maybe that's indicative of something, but damned if I know. Right. Um, should I let me know when it's time? So we have, by the way, on the screen, I guess it's covering the altitude thing. I have a little map of it just says Atlantis on it, but I can open up like a picture of them and know in, you know, language or something like that. Um, so if you want to do any any demonstration, should I just go ahead and start going towards Santorini? Yeah, yeah. Do whatever. Let's do it. This this plane's real weird. Um, all of these planes I fly just want to drop into the ground, but we're gonna make it work. See, see, like I don't know, I'm not good at this, right? So like I stick myself way up in the air, but maybe that's not how you fly a plane. I didn't take enough of the, I didn't do enough of the. The demos, the tests, you know what I mean? The training. Okay, so why are we talking about the Minoans again? Well, 
one very likely possibility is that the Minoans were Atlantis. So some facts is that Atlantis is described as a major naval power by Plato. Plato That's talks about Atlantis. Plato, yeah, he's like the OG guy who talks about Atlantis, at least that we like have records of. Uh-huh. Got the whole ball rolling. Um, and so he describes them as, you know, they're like a confederacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kersey doesn't know shit about Atlantis, Clinter. Like, that's what we're finding out. Yeah, I, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not the Atlantis scholar. I'm the I'm the moron who he explains Atlantis to. I'm like Atlantis. What is that? Is that a? I saw. I thought there was a movie on Disney. Like it's that. it's a Stargate location. If you find one of the Stargates that was right. left behind, then you. Clint has also claimed that if I land this plane in the water, it will be fine. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but we're, we'll, we'll, we'll try it by the end. That. Look, we're going yeah. to the fog, dude. Look at this fog. I mean, Atlantis sometimes, you know, is revealed past fog. So, like, the fog lifts, and there it is. Right. It's a good start. So, okay, so you're, so let's recap. So, Plato, in what? what, in, what in what does he talk about Atlantis? It's two of his different discourses. It goes right out of my head. Clinter like probably knows, uh-huh. um, but in some of his discourses, Plato talks about Atlantis. I can look it up here. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, someone says Timaeus. Yeah, that is one of them. It's true. Okay. Also, welcome, yes, Captain welcome. Morgana. Welcome, welcome, Morgan. Um, and the Cretaceous also. If that's how you pronounce that. Cretaceous. So he's like, it's a naval power, right? right? It's a confederacy of kings. Right. And it's in this antagonistic relationship with Greece. And they're also trying to take over uh, Asia, too. It's like the whole the whole thing. Asia is not all of what we think of Asia is today, obviously. It's like the, the Asiatic part of the Mediterranean. Right. Um, and then some things we know about the Minoans is that they were a major major naval power, probably the first ever, mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, accessible history is concerned. Right. Um, we also know that they were possibly a confederacy. This is just sort of speculation because their palaces are kind of all of the same size and there's like a bunch of them. Um, so there's not like one big central location that was on Crete. As part of the Minoan civilization, you're saying that, and then you're saying Minoan palaces have been found all over the place that are the same size as each other-ish. Yeah, yeah, okay. on Crete, there's like a bunch of them. All um, on Crete, so that was the island we just left. Uh, and then they also have outposts, uh, but like Crete seems to have been the main location, right? And then you can, of course, speculate that there were other locations besides Crete that have been like more lost or, right. or more destroyed. Because um, okay. we wouldn't, we wouldn't really know. So, so, um, so where we stand, virtually speaking, there was the Minoan civilization. Like that's true. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's totally definitive. And then, okay, yeah, keep going. All right, roll it out. Yeah. So uh, the Minoans are are bull worshippers. So you're probably familiar with the myth of the guy who goes in the labyrinth, kills the bull, yada yada. Um, yeah. So that's describing the ancient antagonistic relationship right. between the Greeks and the Cretes, where the Greeks are paying tribute in the form of young men to uh, Minoan civilization. 
Yeah. And then the Greeks managed to get the upper hand. So another thing that comes out through the archaeology is that, you know, there was this big tsunami, a lot of their stuff got wrecked, and then they were rebuilding. And then as they were rebuilding, it looks like the Greek culture came in and killed them. I saw this hilarious uh, thing once when I was looking into this back in the day where it was like, it was some some paper from some journal right. entitled like increasing evidence of uh, like Greek, uh, ancient Greek Minoan cultural exchange. Uh-huh. And it was a picture of some Greek, like the, the headline, the head picture for the study was a picture of some Greek guy dabbing some Minoan guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just love that it says cultural exchange. Uh-huh. <laughs> or it's like ex- yeah, so... exchanging my my blade with your with your neck <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'm exchanging my uh, violence for all of your stuff. All your stuff, right. Yeah. It's trade. Um, By the way, we I are... Where are we? Oh, no, we're just over some random island. We are not at Santorini yet. We're, we're working our way towards Santorini. This is just a random-ass island that, for all we know, might have been where Atlantis was. All right, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so there was an antagonistic relationship. Another thing that points to this is that the uh, Minoan alphabet is where the Greek alphabet comes from. Right. But they're not. It looks like they're not related, like in terms of the actual words. So it's not like people seem to be making progress using Greek, ancient Greek, to understand the Minoan alphabet. So it's Mm -hmm. more sort of like these other people had writing, right? Because the Minoans are more advanced and they just sort of let or encouraged the Greeks to use it. And then they had colonies everywhere. Okay, let me... So I should look up the Minoan alphabet, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a cool picture of it. It it does look spooky, which is one of the things that was uh, promised. Is I this think. it? Is this linear A? Well, you got to wait for me to... Oh, it'll, yeah, it'll catch up on the I, screen. I can't. Yeah, that's that's it. It's linear A. That does look spooky. It's actually spooky as hell. Um, Zachary Hundley asks, what do you think the chances are Atlantis is only a myth? Vogel free. I, I I think they're pretty low. Um, so it's like the Minoans are a pretty decent match, and then mm-hmm. you can make some arguments for some other things being possible. But for me, the, the Minoans are close enough of a match that the only question is, was Crete the center of Atlantis as a civilization, or was it only an outpost? So my mm. sort of, uh, you know, not getting too weird about anything normal take is like, you know, the Minoans match a lot of the description. It's good that they had an, an, an antagonistic relationship with the Greeks, that they were colonizing Greece and also colonizing um, parts of Asia along the Syrian coastline. So it matches a lot of Plato's description. And then they're eventually, you know, there's the tsunami and then they're destroyed by the Greeks. So that all seems to line up pretty well. They're a more advanced civilization. They had, they had like plumbing and like airflow and like more advanced engineering. And again, you're saying the Minoans had all that stuff. Yeah, like archeologically, we know that they had better shit than like everybody around them, basically. Um, I had a question for you, which is, and by the way, I'm going down a little closer to the water just in case like Atlantis is poking out a little bit. We don't want to see any, you know, little 
spires or something, you know. Man, we are right above the water. Um, question. How would a tsunami destroy a civilization of that size? Like, does the does that line up as, like, a... Can a tsunami destroy a civilization in that era? Well, what I'm saying happened is that the civilization got, like, mortally wounded. And then the Greeks came in and they cleaned up, right? Right. And so... so all your cities are on the coastline, and so, like, you know, think about what happened to New New Orleans, except it's, like, you know, 1500 BC. Right. Um, and then also think about what happens to your navy. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. The navy would, could just get totally wrecked, right? Yeah, it's just totally wrecked. And that's all, all of your trade. It's uh -huh. maybe how you're importing most of your food. So the archaeology is like the Minoans were rebuilding and then they stopped rebuilding and then there are Greek settlements and that's kind of a, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it's like the rest is left as a problem for the student. Right. And, and yet Clinton like, says if Atlantis was fictional, Plato had a very weird allegorical style full of extraneous details. Never has made sense to me. And I think that's exactly right. It's like, why is he saying this extra stuff if it's supposed to be an allegory? It's like, you know right geography and physical location and like the kind of limestone that they have and at one point he even talks about atlantean plumbing um if i'm not it's been forever it's been years and years since i read this stuff but i i have this memory of him of like some primary source talking about plumbing which again is a match for for the minoans mm. um so it's like yeah like Plato was not just making some random shit up to add details to his weird allegorical story. Uh, I mean, it, it, it can still be an allegory, right? It's like you're well, still being based off of something people were, you know, somewhat familiar with. And so then for Plato, this still would have been how long ago? That still would have been a thousand years before Plato. Yeah, and also a very murky period of time because... Uh -huh. A bit after the Minoans go under, like a few hundred years, you start mm -hmm. to get into the Bronze Age collapse, and everything is totally fucked during the Bronze Age collapse. Right. It's a true dark age. Right. Um, like, there are no records of like Greek writing from that time period, but then it reemerges. Like, it's everything is messed up. So, right. It's like you you know the the period from like eighteen hundred to two thousand doesn't feel as as long. In right. terms of like how much stuff or like how much of darkness there is than right. like 800 to 1000, right? By the way, we're like lost in the mists right now, which I think is... <laughs> <laughs> this would be pretty terrifying. If you were really here, you're just like... Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, one question <laughs> is how close the water is. I guess you can see it like a little, but that's definitely... People definitely, they sort of get Bermuda triangled and right. like... So it's actually my, my linear A, I can actually move my linear A. I don't, I don't know if people care more about seeing the, I think seeing the altitude is kind of useful. So I'll move over my little diagram. Um, so now you can see the, the altitude we're at. Um, so Clinter Lick says sea people equals revenge of Atlantis. And in terms of my Minoan theory, so the sea people are this mysterious group, uh, like, oh, oh, he means it more literally than I was thinking, but. Uh -huh. I, the thing that I think maybe happened is that, so, you, you know, it's like nature abhors a vacuum. And if you imagine that there's this major 
naval sea power in the Mediterranean, mm. they kind of have everything on lock, right? They're mm. policing the seas just like the British did and just like America does today. Right. And then once that all goes away, you kind of open the floodgates to everyone else. Uh, interesting. And so a couple hundred years, few hundred years after the Minoans go under, right? all of these people come out of the sea, like a huge migration of people. And they mess up all of these ancient Bronze Age civilizations. We're, let me get a, I want to get like a diagram. Hold on. Do you think um, Geochron, I'm going to let this plane fly itself as I am, as I tend to do. Um, <laughs> Geochron. Um, there's this, I hope this is fine for me to put up here. This is an amazing website, Geochron. Um, we will accept their cookies. Um, and I can get different eras of uh world history hold on let me get my plane back on track we got to go left go left plane we're at six thousand feet that's fine um how do i do this uh oops no not this i just want to see what existed there we go this seems this looks a little better and i'm actually going to reshape this a little bit oh that was just an ad okay now we're, we're back um let's get so this says uh we don't want 2020 give me a year like like what i want to just see the state of the world around uh go to 1600 and then i'll probably tell you that BC. the map is full of lies but right we'll see all right we're going back we're going back plato <laughs> take the wheel we're going back in time ladies and gentlemen back in time to before all of this before all everything you know hold on wait. plato turn left Oh, I'm turn left. All right. This is this is truly a tricky, uh, tri tricky maneuver we're doing here. All right. Uh, for Eddie, you said negative fifteen hundred. Uh, sixteen, sixteen hundred. Okay. Uh, Can you zoom in on the map? Because I can't. Yeah, I, I will be able to. See shit. Uh, all right. So, where are we? We're gonna go. Oh, the Minoans. I could make this bigger. Why don't I make this bigger? Just for the... Uh, for what we're doing. Alright. Talk to me about this map. I I can still barely see it. Let's zoom in a little more on the Minoans. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, okay. This is pretty... Pretty good. It looks... It's So, the interesting thing... Wait. Eh. So the, the Minoans were probably bigger than that. We sort of don't know what their full range was. Right. It's not clear to me. Is it saying the Minoans also controlled Upper Egypt? Because I think that is like actually a possibility, but it's it's the same color, and it's not clear if. I think that's Hyksos. Yeah. I can't really zoom more. I think this is all they're giving me. Yeah. Well, so the Minoans had colonies definitely in Greece. Yeah. Maybe in Sicily. Um, right. Definitely in Syria, which is not really depicted here. And then maybe also even in Upper Egypt. Although it's kind of hard to tell the difference archaeologically between mm -hmm. like a major trading post and a, a colony. Right. Because, um, you know, it's like even the British, stuff. the British like show up in India and they're like, we're just going to have a trading post. And then, and then it's a colony and mm -hmm. then they're just taking everything over. So it's not like archaeologically you can tell the amount of political power um right so there's linear a writing in like 
quantities along the Syrian coast and uh-huh. up north and in Greece and stuff. Right. Um, if anyone so, wants me to zoom back in, let me know. But yeah, this is like the minimum extent of sort of Minoan Minoan power. Uh, right. Homer says that there were ninety cities on Crete, and so if a city is taken to be of a you know the same sort of size as these other Greek city states, that's like quite substantial. Yeah. Speaking of which, I feel like it's going to take us forever to get to Santorini. Maybe we need a faster plane. We could get a faster plane. Um, oh, you know what? I have developer mode on. I might just be able to change us into a different plane. <laughs> uh, is it showing the developer mode? Yeah, it is showing. I don't know how to run this thing. Hold on. Let's do this. Airports? No. Uh, uh, console? Yeah, we already mentioned that a bit. Top level 42. They did hang their boobies out all, all of the time. time. There's a feature, perhaps the defining archaeological feature of Minoan women. They had some very pretty um, frescoes. Perhaps <laughs> Cruzy could pull us up a fresco here. Yeah, I, I want to pull us up a fresco, but I keep... I'm just looking at all this developer mode shit. I, I, got, I should actually learn how to futz around with this um yeah no well we got linear a i should keep that up minoan art um this is the one i've seen before where uh this one th this one i believe is the one if i'm not mistaken i might be mistaken i believe this is the one that is uh known as the parisienne have you heard this jonathan um uh, i don't think so no I think there's one, it's either this or it's one that looks just like it, called the Parisienne, because they look like French women, right? It's like they, that's the sort of, uh, the idea there. Um, I mean, yeah, they also look Greek. I can see that, too. Okay, well, yeah, it's going to take us forever. How do we, let me just fiddle around one more time just to see if I can change our plane. Otherwise, we'll load back in real quick. help i don't know how to do this i have no idea how to do this um all right well, we're stuck out in the middle of the ocean we've been sucked in by the uh it's almost as though the sea doesn't want us to go i mean here. i think i think it would uh help if straight at it we've been sort of zigzagging back and forth here that's true that's true yeah, that's true. It, this, this plane... Look at that. We're like a third of the way there. How about this? Let's spawn back in on Santorini. And But is there a second location you want to check out? I mean, there's some other stuff we can talk about, but Santorini is like the most interesting one because a volcano went off there. Right. So you could just see this gigantic crater. Right. Uh, Let's go to Santorini. Oh my plane. god. Vecton is here. Vecton's here. Welcome, Beckman. Um, right. we're we're coming back. We're coming back real quick. Pardon this interruption. Uh, Beckman was on another date. <laughs> Different person. New day. New date. New Beckman. Yeah, I mean the, the other person sounded hmm hmm questionable. Now I'm gonna get us a fast fucking plane. Well, we we do want to be able to like look at Santorini. If we'll we're... Get, we'll get. This is a five-hour endurance. We'll just go around in circles. 
the Cessna. All right, Santorini, right? Uh, not customs. Select uh, Santorini. We could come up on it from a different direction. What is this? Set as departure. And then uh, I feel like wild shit's happening in the in the chat, but I haven't checked on it. Set arrival. All right, we're gonna go to Santorini from the west. Were, were her boobs out? I asked to ascertain whether she was Minoan. <laughs> uh, Zach, Zachary Hundley also asked about your Atlantis timeline. Sounded like you were saying Atlantis, if it was the Minoans, would be 3000 BC to 1500. To like, yeah, to like 1500. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Athens existed 9,000 years ago, even if we're willing to posit, you know, super advanced naval civilization 9,000 years ago. Definitely Athens. Uh, not not going to be a thing, so. Right. All right, we are back. It's hard to tell how long ago things were, you know, before, like, radiocarbon dating. It's just, like, it feels like back into the into the dawn of time because, you know, for the, for the ancient Greeks, <coughs> because of this terrible, terrible Bronze Age collapse, Dark Age. Bless me. I think this whole everything before that was kind of like mythical. Um, there, oh, there, we're pulling up. All right, there we go. We got we got some speed now. Vecna brought some monkey shoulder. We've had monkey shoulder. Yeah, it was all right. I remember making monkey shoulder. Uh, Cocktails, and then reading Human All Too Human. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's right. We did do that. We made, like, a whole... We made, a, like, a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was monkey shoulder. Okay, no, we're, we're back in Greece. So, do you really have multiple theories of this whole thing? <laughs> I, I don't have multiple theories, but there are multiple theories. There's a lot of theories. All right, let's go um, through the, Tell me about these theories. I'm going to fly right, to Santorini so... in our new vehicle, which uh, everyone can see is much more powerful. Yes, Vecna, I'm always winging it. <laughs> so there's this French guy who's like, it's in the Caribbean, and yeah. then they also sort of colonized everything else. Because what Plato says, Plato says that there's this like large ass island that's past the Straits of Gibraltar, right? Large ass island, yes. And that, in addition, they control lots of other islands, too, which makes sense, right? It's like, if you have the one island, it's going to be pretty easy to have the others. We just put the um, landing gear away. Yes. So this guy thinks it's all the way over in the Caribbean that this thing, like, was originally based, that Atlantis was originally based. Mm -hmm. And I can't say that that's false, at least. <laughs> As the conspiracy theorists like to say, you'll have to make up your minds for yourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Okay. So, so we know that like the um, the Carthaginians and shit could sail a long, long ways. Like they could make it across the Atlantic if they knew the, the routes. Right? It, it's like not going to be that hard um, if they knew the routes. I didn't know that. That's amazing. If that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so. I that's, mean, that's prior people, to the Viking era. Yeah, people made it. Uh, so one thing that might give you a sense of scale 
in terms of the ancients here is to think about how large the Roman Carthaginian naval battles were. Mm -hmm. They were, they had like a hundred thousand people or more on each side. Um, the Carthaginians probably sailed all the way down to the like region of South Africa. Um, and to give you a sense of comparative naval technology in the early 1400s, so Columbus is 1492, in the early 1400s, the Spanish are losing ships left and right, right off the coast of, of uh, like Morocco, uh -huh. of like Northern Africa. So that was me. I have a lighter here, <laughs> lighting some incense up. <laughs> so you just said there were 100,000 person naval battles involving the Carthaginians. Yeah, dude. And the Romans. Is that it was like... possibly the largest uh, naval battle by numbers of all time. But is this one of those things where it's like the, the ancients were being fanciful? No. No, it's not one of those things. I guess we could we could dive into that if you want. But, but you were trying to make the point about the possibility of Caribbean Atlantis. Yeah, well, so that's one possibility. Yes. The other possibility, uh, there's. I also read about Moroccan Atlantis. Um, okay. Apparently, some guy thinks there's this area of Morocco that the natives refer to as an island because it's like elevated over other stuff, mm -hmm. and then it matches uh, the. Plato says some stuff about there being like red and white. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get to Ireland. Um, red and white like stone and this area in morocco has that stone uh there's the yeah then there's the ireland theory of atlantis there's this documentary on this i still need to watch but mm -hmm. the summarization of my understanding of the irish theory of atlantis is that irish and celtic culture seems like kind of spooky and like weirdly advanced right mm. it's like very culturally rich and you're kind of like where did it come from and you have all of these old artifacts, all of this kind of thing. Um, and there's apparently connections between Irish and um, Arabic culture, uh, which is weird. Irish and Arabic culture. I, I will say that people usually, peoples used to move like a long, long ways. They uh -huh. used to migrate for like hundreds, if not thousands of miles. So that sort of thing is not super implausible. And interestingly, the old Scottish histories from mm -hmm. like the 1000s uh, around then claim that the Scots originally came from Egypt and that the, the Scots moved from Egypt to northern Spain and from northern Spain into the British Isles. Um, and again, if you posit sort of even reasonably more advanced uh, naval technology, that's right. doable. This is, well, also, isn't it one of the things that, like, when you talk about migrations of peoples, you know, by the way, we're stuck in these wacky clouds again, these spooky Atlantean, I would go so far as to call them Atlantean, but that's just me. Um, you should get low. Get low? You should get dangerously low. Low, I think, will bring, will bring us beneath the clouds. I'm down. Let's go. Let's go deep. I would play some... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean music, but it would get us DMCA'd, so I can't do that. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah, we can go real low. Um, we talk about migrations, right? That thousands of miles could be over several generations. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's right. We're you know, you're looking back at history. You see a hundred years. You're like, okay, whatever. It's a hundred years, but like, that's a long time also to move yeah. a thousand miles. It's like yeah, it's definitely like one settlement kind of at a at a time. Right. Um, and they did find in the 1800s. They found a uh, Celtic settlement in the north of Spain, north of Portugal. Yeah. So definitely. Wait, Cel I, I'm just having trouble processing everything. There's a Celtic set. Se well, the the, the, <laughs> the the Celts used to be all over Spain, uh, all over a lot of Europe. A really, Celtic settlement north of where? Of Portugal. Portugal, yeah. So northern yeah. Spain. Oh, let's go. North western Spain. <laughs> the western thing is all right. So this is a weird aside, but we're on like weird theories and origins. So yeah. Teddy Roosevelt had this theory. Yes. So Teddy Roosevelt was kind of into Aryan race theory, right? Right. Oh, okay. I can see. I mean, he had he had this idea that the best of the people always kept going west. So they start in this like mountain and like India, and uh -huh. they the good ones go west, and they found like Persia, and the good ones go west, and they found Egypt, and then Greece, and then like Middle European civilization, right. and then the British and then the best ones go to America. So like they're the best ones because they keep going West. And so right. Teddy Roosevelt's thing the was West that he wanted the to, kind of theory. he wanted to keep going West. He wanted to like do the full loop. And I just think that's the funniest thing mm -hmm. that this guy's desire to do the full loop drove American foreign policy. So he worked to ally with Japan, help uh -huh. modernize Japan. You know, uh -huh. the last samurai with like the, the troops showing oh, is up. It, is that from... Teddy Roosevelt's era? Uh, that's a, that's after right. Teddy Roosevelt, or, or sorry, that's before, before T Teddy Roosevelt. Um, but like, that's part of, part of the thing he was doing. And then the Philippines, which is Teddy Roosevelt. Um, right. so he's setting up to get that's back into Asia because he thinks that the thing that you're supposed to do yes. is keep going West, which right. is just like <laughs> hilarious. Right. It just, it just kills me. It kills me that theories like this you know, have this kind of impact um, where it's like, yeah, like if you come up with a compelling enough theory, then the like president will, <laughs> yeah, the president will be like, we'll yeah, that appeals to my cowboy esque nature. And right. He'll, he'll, he'll go for it. It is interesting to imagine the, the, the cowboy go West ethos taking us into world war two or whatever. I, I don't think that's what happened, but well, well, you might you might not think so, but indirectly. Yeah. So Hitler was inspired by cowboy novels as okay. a matter of raw historical record. Like that's okay. true. He was very very into American cowboy novels. Okay. In the sense of just like he thought cowboys are cool. Uh he thought cowboys like, like are what cool. What you're saying is what you're saying is Hitler would have played Red Dead Redemption 2. A lot. Like, he would have played yeah, it Yeah, I mean, dictators in general seem to really like cowboy stuff. Right. And Mussolini did. Stalin famously watched a lot of cowboy movies. And, you know, the, the you know, Kims can, in North Korea. They all like cowboy stuff. I can see Mussolini like cowboy liking cowboy stuff, actually. For some reason, that one really I can fucking see. Yeah. Yeah, so there's this... From, like, the early 1900s, there's a cowboy... Um, well, welcome back. like, a famous cowboy novel. Wait, sorry, what are you saying? Oh, there's a famous cowboy like novel yeah. that depicts, you know, a very sort of ideal quote unquote master race guy. 
that was a big inspiration for um for hitler I've, my brain is working slow right now. It's possibly because I'm flying this plane and I'm drinking and I'm, I'm monitoring the chat. Will you just say that again? You said there is a there's a. I just I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna find the name here. You're saying so... there's there were Nazi cowboy novels. Uh, well, no. like Aryan race theory cowboy novels. Okay, so but it, which so is we're... you know related, obviously. <laughs> pretty pretty fucking <laughs> right. Okay, got it. Welcome back, uh, Noel Satan gang. We we have we we might l launch and uh, we might fly the plane more um, off the ground. Yes. So Adolf Hitler said so that these novels yes. overwhelmed him as a schoolboy, and they caused a decline in his grades. So it's just sort of like he like obsessively he, read he played, them. He played too much Red Dead, and his grades got bad. Yeah, basically, um, yeah. by this guy Carl May, who was a German writing these cowboy novels right um I, they it caused a whole it caused german indian enthusiasm uh-huh there was like a whole cultural phenomena about this that's wacky that's so weird yeah. it's like a weird it's a very it's like a dark side of like loving american culture i guess you know it's like yeah or we're getting towards Santorini, um, Santorini. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Only the Jews have produced more cowboy literature. I think that's Kersey's job. I think, <laughs> I think he can do it. I think he can do a good job of it. Yeah, we're gonna bring it back. I think we need to get lower. I think we can see the island. All right, let's go. Start to see it let's down go there. deep. Let's. I mean, let's go down. We might end up bouncing off the water here. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to need you to this is, slow This is how down. we go. Oh, God. This is how we're we going. go. This is how we we're do gonna, it. We're going to find Atlantis. We're gonna, under we're, the waves. We're, we're punching it. <laughs> Welcome. Texas Gunner. Texas Gunner has entered the chat. Oh, look at this. Wait, this Holy is it. shit. Uh-huh, let's slow. We're, we're going straight to Atlantis. <laughs> All right, to... we're slowing down. No, no, I, I, I cooled it. Yeah, I yeah. This is what an island where a huge ass volcano blew up. Oh, this is actually kind of more cool than I thought. I thought it was just gonna be like a shape in the ground. Okay, my plane is doing weird stuff. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. Let's go even more low. We are currently at. We're, we're, our, the, this is cool as hell. Wait, talk to me about this island. So this is Santorini. Santorini has a large Minoan X settlement on it. This settlement is notable not only because it's advanced and like cool and has plumbing and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's notable because like Pompeii, it was totally buried in ash. And then what's even more notable is that uh, there are no skeletons in this settlement. Large settlement buried in ash and there's no skeletons. So the general assumption is that the Monoans managed to evacuate the whole settlement, uh, a naval evacuation. And Whoa. we don't know how large Santonori was, but, you know, imagine a naval evacuation of an island. That's not, it, it's really not easy. It's like, right. you have to get all of the captains to be willing to go towards the smoking volcano. You have to get all of the people, you know, like lined up and ready to go, potentially right. tens of thousands of them um, or more. It's like, imagine 
that the United States is trying to evacuate. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> no, we're good. We're, we're good. yeah, we're good. In Kersey's hands. Um, so yeah, they they got they as far as we can tell got literally everyone off of the island, which does speak to a very high level of um, cultural and civic or organization. It's fascinating. It's super interesting. On this very island. So if I went here in real life, we I could in theory visit the uh, whatever the the thing is. Yeah, you know, like I the, mean, it's possible we could find them. Like find the. I mean, I'm not sure if they're like visible. If you want to Google visible. exactly where it is, we could yeah. find it. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I got our we'll, little map here. We'll... Look at this. What is this? Like, uh, <laughs> it almost looks like rice patties or something. It's like what my what my dumbass brain is saying. But like something about these like tiered fields, like very hilly fields. Very cool. Clint just noted that this also could be where a gigantic god being had sex with the ground and that's another theory you know we don't want to discount you'll, you'll have to decide the facts for yourself okay so da, da, da. so there's a settlement that is south of the capital so there's a lighthouse uh it's gonna be hard <laughs> to find yeah, I know. I know it's not good navigation instructions. <laughs> so there's a lighthouse. <laughs> oh, huh. Look, look at the... Do you see how there's a map on screen? Yeah. And my plane is on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for what we're looking for. Right. Uh, okay, here we go. I found, I found what we want. We're looking for Atlantis. Everybody. Oh, okay, wait. We're going to pull back a little. Okay, I'm gonna send you a map. All right, you can. Plato, take the wheel. Yeah, send the uh, send on Discord, I guess. So we're going to Ak Rotiri, which is in the due south of the island. Uh, near okay. the beaches. Okay. It's the red. It's got the red. Can this work on this? Let's try this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the plane's gonna flip over. Just FYI. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, you're totally right. Holy shit. <laughs> Hold on. We got a new. We can make this bigger. Clinter, there, there's no skeletons, so I mean your hypothesis could be correct, but it would mean that everybody deserved to live. Just like good. Um, Are where? Tell me where we're going. Yeah, so we're we're around there. Like we might sort of sort of be looking at it. No, but tell um, me where. Where? Where, where in the map? Oh, we're going to uh, on the south Ak of Red Square. Akrotiri. Akrotiri. And then the ruins of old Akrotiri are near there. I don't really know how we're going to find it, but I'm going to hmm. try and find out. Let's find out. I'm going to go on Google Maps and see if it will tell me. I'm going to do a crazy backflip. They teach you this in archaeology school, this type of flying. Okay. I, oh god. All right. I don't know how. It's a little hard for me to get the scale of this. This island just actually just seems tiny. I mean, I think it's not. Yeah, it's not like a big island. All right. I mean, the whole center of it is gone, right? So. 
Yeah. Used to be thicker. You just think the center just fucking exploded. I, I mean, that's... Yeah, no, that that is what happened. That's right. just That's not speculation. That's just a fact. Yeah. yeah, the Egyptians wrote about it. The island of Thera. Like, the yeah. sky was, you know, dark and all of that shit. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure how visible this archaeological site. I, I'd be surprised yeah. if we're going to see anything. Anything specific. All right, well... Well, here we are where it, where it is. I mean, it's by here. Somewhere. My my new digs are good, uh, Vecnan. I'm living with uh, Badra Vibe, who I think is here in this chat. Yeah, he showed somewhere. up earlier. Yeah. All right, I could land this plane. Give me... I so this is like the general area. Right. That it's... Yeah, so it's like that. Near that... Uh, no, we're pointing forward, so it's behind us. So if you right. give us a good turnaround, just turn us 180. Aye. Aye. We're whipping around. Also, by the way, we could literally fly anywhere else. Like, if you think it might be in China, we could fly in China. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to do that next, but for yeah. now we're going to... I let's just go along the coastline here. All right. Get a lay of the land. Coastline it is. This is cool. I like this place. I would like to visit Greece. Me too. We're gonna get a dead let's, spin. Let's go visit Greece. Dude, the amount of shit I'm gonna do when this goddamn pandemic is over is is I believe to be astronomical. Then again, I'll be like, man, I just want to play video games. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I'll do that. Vecnan has some opinions about the Greeks. See? Yeah, I... so this is the general area. We could be flying over Atlantis right now. I feel like that's going to be a theme today, is that we could be over Atlantis. Yeah. Also, this is a very maneuverable plane. This is easy. We should go to... Um... Maybe the coast of India next, because yeah. that's one of the most fascinating... Oh, Cretans. Yeah. Becky uh, made a joke about Cretans. Look, I'm going to land. Oh, my God. you got to find a nice field. Don't yeah. crash into Atlantis, Kersey. <laughs> All right, let's go, baby. Let's There's go. trees. It's oh, God. There are trees. Oh, we got to dodge the bounced. trees. <laughs> we bounced. Oh. Oh no! Oh no! Coming in hot, coming in hot. I'm turning off the, the real. Oh my god! I think we're just dead. I think that's what that bounce means. <laughs> oh god, the bounce, the bounce. I think I think we need to turn crash mechanics on, dude. So that we can be chastened. Look in my in <laughs> you know in my desire, we have feedback from reality, right? We have yeah. the harsh. Harsh realization that we can turn on crash be, mechanics. You want to dead. We can turn. All right, let's turn on crash. Let's turn on crash. I can do it. I'm willing to. I'm willing to handle that responsibility. Uh, I don't know how to do it technically, but I can do that. Is that a graphics thing? No, that's a miscellaneous accessibility, flight model, data, traffic, sound, camera, graphics. Not any of these. I think it's up here. 
Yeah, disable crashes is on. All right, now disable crashes is not on. Should we test it just to make sure? Absolutely. All right, and then we're going to go to India. Let's find Atlantis in the water. You collided with the object and caused critical damage to the aircraft. All right, so it works. It works, everybody. Um, <laughs> it works. All right, nice. How's your How's your drink going? It's going pretty good. I think I'm on my fourth. Oh my god, you're in your fourth. I'm on like, I had a big one, so I'm on like maybe my second. I'll catch up to you. All right, let's go to India. Where's the explosion? You, no, it's not that exciting. You just get darkness. It's just like death comes upon you. You know what I Wait, mean? Wait, do the wings... Uh, do the wings, like, come... What do you mean surprisingly good? I'm half Scottish and half German. It shouldn't be surprising at all. Scottish. That's not how that works. All right, wh where are we going, dude? <laughs> I, sir, am of an average height. I know that everyone else on Twitter is fucking 6'3". <laughs> but tiny baby kick your goddamn ass say that in my face speaking of kicking ass um can you kick the yeah, ass the of southern, the southern southern southernmost point yeah that's good because we're we're gonna be let's fly along like the coast all right cool where are we going where are we going just let's just fly along the coast because it's like West there coast, was supposedly uh the southern coast of india so the idea is that there was this lost there's these legends from the tamil culture of india yeah. which is the like southernmost tip yeah tamil um, I believe is what they tamil yeah you're probably right i don't talk to people about these things i just read about read them, them. Hold on, help, um, me, help me pick a i could take a make a really big we could take a 47 47 that might be stressful though it's not gonna be as maneuverable yeah, we want to get low to the ground. Yeah, yes, Clinter, I, I do train. Not as much as I'd like to, but I do train. I'm thinking about taking the Daher out. It's a good it's a good vehicle. Though I've been rocking the uh we were just in the Textron Aviation Cessna. Alright, well let's let's go with this one. Alright. I've done like a fair amount of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Not like a lot, maybe like eight or eight or nine months, like a reasonable lot of sparring, sparring uh, when I can get it. Um, I have more experience in striking martial arts. Um, I have the most experience in sword fighting, really. He kissed my so, cheek as he put me into a submission hole. Thanks for sharing that, Becton. That's really great. Gay. <laughs> All right. All right, it spawned us in the air. It spawned us in the air. So, there so is I'm no gonna I'm gonna send you this map, and you're gonna put it up on screen because it's a cool map. Totally. Um, so this also, is we're flying this is... over something cool. What is that? Oh, it's like a a little monument or something. There's some cool shit here. We're in India, everybody. We made it. To... I overstressed the aircraft and caused critical damage. <laughs> I'm turning off crash. People don't understand this. If you, Apparently in real life, I guess, as I'm inferring from this game, if you turn the plane too hard, you'll rip the wings off. 
You're gonna get like a jet fighter or some shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I I bet you can get that. Alright, my this plane wants to go up in the air. I don't know why it's doing that. Why does it want to do that? Don't do that. Alright, you sent did you send me the thing? Uh I yes, I did. I sent you the map of the lost continent of Kumari Kandam. Also known as Lemuria. Alright, let's take a look. Lemuria. Kumari Kandam. Oh, what the hell? That doesn't exist. You can still hear me, right? I'm making sure I'm not having internet problems. <laughs> yeah, I can still hear you. Where are we? Uh, oh, we are... Where are we in India? We're gonna go along the southern coast. Is there like a big... Some fresh. What are you giggling about? Me? Yeah, you. Who do you think I'm, I'm talking just... to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at the shit that... Uh... Oh, oh, Mishima. I think Mishima, Mishima's rad. We were talking about Mishima last time. We on did talk Terzi's about last, last stream. Wait, okay, so tell me about this lost continent. We're gonna... Yeah, so this, the the Tamil, is that how you how it's pronounced? I think it's Tamil. Tamil, Tamil. Yes. The Tamil culture has these legends of the lost continent. Um, that it was like very advanced and where they were sort of originally living. Um, and interestingly, so these legends are obviously very old. We do now know that there were, uh, not necessarily that the thing existed as large as it's sort of depicted, but mm. there was like a bunch of land a how, long time ago. How long are we talking? Like a hundred thousand years sort of, sort of deal. Um, you know, progressively lost to the sea, right? Mm -hmm. So th there was like a lot, there was a land, there was actually a land bridge between uh, Madagascar and India in real life, but that was like five million years ago. So right. probably not the seat of an ancient civilization. Um, maybe, you know, can't count anything out. Um, but there was a lot of land there. And it's interesting that people, you know, have this legend about there being a lot of land there. And then later, you know, Ge geographers come around and they're like, yeah, there used to be a lot of land there. Um, and maybe that's Atlantis. Yeah. So maybe that's Atlantis. Basically. That's the that's the thing. It's the whole thing. Hmm. Well, let's check it out. See what we can find. This is very beautiful where we are. It's probably hot as hell. What kind of trees are these? I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know how to describe them because I don't know about trees. Okay, In so fact, Nuna, I think that there was definitely an ancient, more advanced than its neighbors by a fair degree, naval like civilization. Uh, so that's my answer to 
whether Atlantis existed for real is that like basically yes I think before you showed up we were talking about the Minoans were sort of the most likely candidate yeah yeah 100 that's yeah Just fiddling with the lights. I don't know what they do. I like the lights. So not even. Uh, do you do you even the cart, bro? <laughs> Vecna doesn't even know if he exists in order to assess whether Atlantis exists. It's like a real double. What do they call it? Catch twenty two. <laughs> um All right, Vogel Free. So how are we doing in terms of emptying your mind of its knowledge about the theories of Atlantis? Well, some people think it was on like the Canary Islands and shit like that. Okay. So it's sort of like in these small islands that are in the Atlantic between between like the Caribbean the thing that makes and me doubt everywhere is else. Like, how is Plato like if they're relying on the Plato thing too how's Plato going to know about some civilization in the goddamn Canary Islands like, well it, it was like like huge right it was like centered there okay and then expanded a lot of other places so I think that would be the idea. So this is my expansion off of the Minoans theory. Okay. So let's take the Minoans as a starting place and then ask ourselves, do we know how big their civilization was? And the answer is like, no. So there's like, they could have had stuff in Southern um, Spain because there's also this ancient sort of a civilization thing in Southern Spain. Right. And if you get past the Straits of Straits of Gibraltar, it's like, who the, who the hell knows, right? And so the question is, not where were the like the Minoans obviously existed. The question you can ask if you want to get into weird Atlantis stuff is like, where did the Minoans start? Because Crete could have been just like the a colony, like saying. a big colony, but yeah, but not where they actually began. And then Plato says that they're beyond the Straits of Gibraltar, right? Mm -hmm. He says that they're beyond the Straits of Gibraltar. Where are the Straits of Gibraltar? Uh, you know where, like, the Mediterranean starts? Yes. Where Spain meets Africa? That's oh, over, the Straits of there. Gibraltar. That little yeah. thing. Okay. Beyond the Straits of Gibraltar. I mean, but also, it, it's like, just to figure this out, right? You know, I guess you, you do have to be speculating something pretty, pretty crazy to have it be that big. Like, what would be that big back then also where like wh where are you going if you're beyond the straits of gibraltar well you have these small islands and mm -hmm. then this area in morocco is another option not technically an island but again there's this weird thing where like the natives call it an island because of its geographical features mm -hmm. um and then you have the options that something is lost so right. i i think there's actually this is an interesting thing that there's this old drowned english city from like the 1100s that mm. um, I'm going to look up real quick so I can get its name. Uh, da -da. I'm feeling this whiskey now, dude. I'm starting to feel it. I better drink some water. 
So Dunwich. Dunwich by the sea. Yeah. It's probably pronounced like Dunwich or something like that. I don't I don't Yeah. I don't but, know how those work. Yeah. 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 My own personal ethos is that any country that Americans either saved or defeated in war, we get to mispronounce the names of. <laughs> so Vietnamese right. names, you know, you gotta get those right. But uh -huh. <laughs> British names, French names, just sort of do what you want. Right. Cliff says Plato's name was Platon. Platon. Yeah, I, he should uh, expand on that because I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I've never heard that. Vecton made a pun, but I refused to acknowledge it because it irritated me beyond belief. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so. Dunwich used to be like a big city and then it was just totally lost to the sea. And so like the, you know, there are universal flood myths. Like mm -hmm. that's a fact. Um, and there's a few possible reasons this could be true, but you know, it's like the, the New Orleans thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like where the uh, coast is, has actually moved like a fair right. bit over time. Right. Um, there's like all kinds of interesting archaeological stuff off of the coast of like Qatar, you, uh, where uh, the like Euphrates and Tigris rivers start. Okay. Um, it's like there, there's a lot of old cities that are like underwater right now because you build your cities on the coast all of the time, mm -hmm. and then you know shit happens, and then your city is now underwater right this is they try to capture that in civ 6 because they make all yeah. the good all the good land is by like floodplains and stuff yeah clint says that his argument for it being russian platon is that russians think so <laughs> argument from russian supremacy is how i'm taking that what do, what do you call it <laughs> i want to crash this plane what do you call it when oh, a no. middle-aged woman oh. What? Pull up. Pull up. No, no, we're good. We're good. We're actually gaining altitude, even though it doesn't look like we are. You just got to trust the instruments. Don't trust your perceptions. Trust the numbers. Um, what do you tell when a village woman takes a break from reading Plato dialogues? May no pause. <laughs> Thank you, Zachary. Powerful. <laughs> All right, I think we've now exhausted my knowledge. Now we've exhausted. All right, well, we could just fly around. We can just fly around. And kill. Um, I doubt we've exhausted your knowledge, by the way, because if we get into any subtopic, you're going to start rambling about. <laughs> Clint, Clint retorts, lol, no, Kersey. My argument is that it's written Platon in Greek. Oh, okay, okay. You had to spell it out for me, dude. You, you expected me to infer this by myself. No crazy. My argument is that it's written Platon in Greek, and the Russians got it right because Cyrillic is based on Greek. <laughs> that that makes sense. Thank you. All I know, Vecton, is that the girls love Atlantis. Yeah, you got to memorize all of this Atlantis knowledge. You have to read the books. Yeah. You have to know about each Atlantis sub theory, and you got to just, you know, divulge. You just got to keep talking. Just don't stop talking ever. Yeah, there's this. Uh, 
I'm going to, I found this fascinating documentary that fortunately I did not get the chance to watch, but I'm going to drop it in the chat and then we can all watch it Yeah. together later. Um, but it's the Irish theory of Atlantis. Uh, There's a documentary on the Irish theory. Let me guess. The theory is that Ireland, look at this beautiful water. Look at this green water. Oh, we are 2000 feet above that water. So I better pull up a little. Oh, look, there's a shadow. Look at my sh plane's shadow. It's very subtle. It's under the wing. I want to get real close. We didn't ever crash land that other... Look at that shadow. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I love it. There's something so entrancing. I want to meet my shadow. All right. Automod has detected a weird message from Clint. <laughs> I will allow it. Thank you for your feedback. <laughs> Wait. I think I think this is the best Atlantis joke. Yes. That we've seen so far. Around. I won't say it, but others can read it if they want to. Atlanteans. Is that what you would say? Yeah, Atlanteans. So wait, hold on. What's the deal with it? so why do we care let me just review. Why do we care about Atlantis? Is the theory being that they had cool technologies and stuff? Because it's like the Disney movie. They had like cyberpunk, you know, not like, you know, steampunk, like fucking. Oh, yeah. So um, what's yeah. his name? What's that? Will Durant. Yeah. Said that the Minoans were the first link in the Western chain of civilization because they built like the, the language and stuff. Um, okay. And also all of the like old, like alchemical like stuff in the early days of alchemy from like 380 mm -hmm. they're all like it all comes from atlantis they're like all of the mythical traditions are atlantis descended and there right. was like an exodus after the after the tsunami so for whatever reason ever since plato started talking about it and whoever else because there's kind of these lost primary sources that people talk about because um, right. plato is not the first person to talk about this he's mm. just the first that we still have um there's all of this old mythical tie-in to atlantis mm -hmm. because the alchemist uh alchemists want to be descended from it right uh, the greeks talk about you know how they resisted it and like defeated it Ooh, so it's we we're gonna oh i dodged the water i got really close that was sick Ooh, that was I, oh i, I might have bounced off the water it's kind of exciting to like hear. Oh my God! No, you definitely touched it. You definitely just hit the water. <laughs> All right, guys, if, we we tapped Atlantis. Crashed, I'm pretty sure. If Crash was still on, I think we we would be dead. We probably would have died. Yeah. Clint, my argument: we care about Atlantis for historiographic reasons. The myth of the mythical status of Atlantis subverts the credibility of modern mainstream history, which heaps scorn on past thinkers who believed in its historicity. This is no, like this, many this is levels right. deep. This is correct. So this is what I think about with uh, yeah. like reading the bicameral mind. Right. It doesn't matter what you think about the bicameral mind. What matters is that there's a bunch of weird evidence that is just deeply not explained by normie reasoning about history. And this is super true of the Atlantis stuff. Like there's lots of archaeological evidence that we just like are kind of like question 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 mark about right and then all of these people just heap scorn and they did it with troy too right with heinrich schliemann they're like troy doesn't exist homer made it up and then it's mm -hmm. like no dude 
it definitely existed. And this this stuff happens all of the time, all of the time, or it's like the the myths contain real information, uh-huh. and it's always treated as pseudoscience by the mainstream because they don't like new shit. And then you know how much is it? Julian Julian James, uh, highly recommend the book. I, it's a big deal. I like. I like it a lot. Yeah. So you're saying we like the idea of Atlantis because Atlantis represents that the mainstream, especially mainstream. it, it can yes. be wrong. That's what it, it represents. It, it represents mystery. It's like there's a something shrouded in our past, right? And we feel drawn towards it, and and we feel we feel inclined on a natural level to say yes. There is something true about a a mysterious past, about a mm. past that is not like simply described by naive theories of progress. Right. right. It's like that. There's this thing, and I think we feel that whenever we see these civilizations with really old histories. I'm not sure how familiar you are with like Celtic or like Irish. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but it's like there's something going on. Like you can just tell. You can tell that there's something going on, and that really draws you in. Of like, these druids are kind of shrouded in the mists of time. Druids spooked me the fuck out. I, we can talk about do- druids. Yeah, yeah. Druids spooked they, me the fuck out. They're they're like up to something. Like there's something going on there. Right. And that that's the thing. It's like there's a, or like you know, it's like the alphabet is spooky. It's like mm-hmm. why is the alphabet spooky? Like, why should this circle of symbols be spooky? And I, I legitimately believe, and this is insane, I think, by, like, normal epistemological standards, but I believe that when you find things spooky or, like, deeply mystically compelling, mm. that that is real evidence about something in history mm. sort of take the ancestral memory pill, like, a little bit. Mm. Uh, I'm, down to, you... I'm down to take the ancestral memory pill for this plane ride. We, we can go there. I mean, I think there's no going back. I think it's like the Matrix. Right. What is the what is the ancestral memory pill? So, I have a the- I, I have I have a guess at what you mean. Um, All right, let me let me lead you to contemplate what I mean for yes. like a couple minutes while okay. I I go get this alcohol out of my system. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, we gotta we got a few minutes to ourselves, friends. Um, how's everybody doing? We're talking about the uh, Slitzer Codex recommendation. Um, the Slitzer Codex take is basically that the book is correct if you substitute theory of mind for consciousness. Oh, like people's theory of mind changed. Vecton, I uh, we're good friends, Vecton. Clint's pushing in the physiognomy direction. Vecna, didn't you go on a date? Tell us about your date. What's spooky about the alphabet? Look at that shit, dude. That doesn't spook you out. Ink written inscriptions round the inner surface of cup. 
I found it a little spooky. Um, do we think something will be found re-Atlantis similar to Troy? I think I, I would bet that uh, that Volgover thinks so. It seems similar enough I, as a story, and it looks like the, the evidence in Plato actually is kind of compelling to me. Um, that they didn't have a theory of mine. Okay. Went to Barnes and Noble for two hours and chatted about psychology and philosophy. Bro. Awesome. I then went to Sephora, iffy, tried on a bunch of colognes, and bought Dior Homme. You know, I've always been a... I haven't really gotten into cologne, in part because of my mom. If I wear any smell... Growing up, if I wore any smell, uh, my mom would murder me. She'd just be like, I can't breathe. Put that shit away. Get that off your body. Smelly ass shit. Um, so I never really got into cologne. But that's interesting that I never got into cologne. I could, I could wear cologne. I could be a guy who wears cologne. I could have really musky, heavy cologne. I could lean into my stereotypical Italian, you know. Is that a stereotype? Or we got some land here. A lot of colognes do mess me up. Yeah. Like weird physical tension stuff. Yeah, dude. It's it's uh, pheromonal warfare. Yeah, I believe it. The best pasta. I'm a simple man. <laughs> I'm a simple man. I like linguine. But I'll eat all kinds of pasta. I like gnocchi. Gnocchi's great. Gnocchi's barely pasta. Nookie's potatoes, but I like Nookie. I like fusilli. I like a lot of... I, I just... I like a lot of pastas. Have you watched the videos of guys with cologne addiction breaking down on YouTube? What? No! <laughs> no, I haven't. Post a link. I, I'm not sure that I want to watch. I don't know if I want to watch that. I'm intrigued. I'm not going to watch it right now, but... But for later. What are they, what are they like... Some of them blow all their money, lose their families. Yeah, I believe it, dude. Fuck. Look at this weird Long Island. Yeah, let's go down. It's it's shrouded in mists and mystery. Like our whole ooh, cool. Yeah, so yeah. so this is the this is the thing. I'm like something is spooky about this alphabet. Like to me and to you. Oh, look at this. And I think to other people also. Yeah. And, ah, oh, I don't know. So to start in a simple place, oh god, oh god, that's pretty low. All right, are we are we fine? We got we got two hundred feet. We're flying I'm... along. We're good, man. The power Atlantis of Atlantis protect us. The power of Atlantis protect us. <laughs> We're fine. The power of Atlantis protects us. <laughs> I should be careful. I'm gonna accidentally see, say some like Atlantean power words, and like a yeah. a fucking tsunami is gonna come kill me in the in the Midwest or whatever. <laughs> what were you? Or did you see that shadow? Did I? Were those like buildings? I think those are little. There's some buildings. Yeah. We're making our so, way to India. Yeah. To start in a like simple place. So ancestral trauma is a thing, even according to like cutting edge, quote unquote, mainstream science. Mm -hmm. It's a thing now that people believe in. Um, there was mm -hmm. this really big study uh, because of the Belgium famine during World War II. Yes. Where basically a bunch of 
people who were born and conceived after the famine in World War II ended up way shorter than everyone else, but they mm -hmm. had the same nutritional access. Mm -hmm. And then the hypothesis goes, it's like because of the epigenetics, right? The mother's sort of access to nutrition is constrained. Their beliefs about the availability of nutrition are constrained. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, their kids are smaller right. even after, even though the whole time the kids are actually alive, there's the same amount of energy. And then there's a question of like, okay, so there's some kind of information about the ancestral past contained in like the, the, you know, the epigenetics, the DNA of our ancestors. Right. Then the question is just like, how much, like really like how much, and then right. how, how would you know? It's a good question. I don't know, but so that's the ancestral memory memory thing um, so so with these belgian the belgian people what you're saying is that the the next generation is less able to get tall despite having plenty of food yes right by the way there's a weird building on the horizon i just wanted to see what it is is oh. it atlantis it could be i think this might be another glitch that's awfully tall it because is. of a lighthouse <laughs> maybe and I think it might be a glitch. It looks like a really tall building. No, it could just be a really tall building. That's no, a skyscraper. Well, wait. No, I mean it's not a glitch. That's a real building. That's fascinating. It looks like a real building. It's much taller than everything else. It's like a lot taller. It does seem a little bit too tall. Okay, wait, hold on. We got a, we got flying problems. We're so close to the mainland. It's very interesting to be on this little uh, string of islands stretching out on this weird pokey. India's gigantic, by the way. I had this idea in my head that we'd be just trotting along, but it's, it, it would take hours, I think. Yeah. To actually go along. No way this building. Yeah, that is probably right. Then again, Clint thinks that whatever the Russians... No, I'm just kidding. Yes. I don't know what this part of India is called, because we're out of Sri Lanka now, so I'm like, what would I even look up to find out if there is a, you know, building? Was, was that island Sri Lanka? I uh, yeah. Is that, what, is that what that is? I mean, I mean... You can look on the little mini map. You know, we're at the tip of it of India on that little stringy thing, going. Yeah, because we'll just zoom in with Google Maps. Yeah, Russians confirm it is a glitch. You know, this kind of reminds me of the Bay Area. Uh, South Bay, they've got some kind of. Yeah, this island is called Ram Swaram, Rama Swaram, something like that. Imagine how cool it would be if you were on that, on that bridge, and some plane came this low. You'd shit yourself. I saw somebody mod this to make it so you could drive a car, which is a cool idea, because you're driving around on Bing Maps on the actual world. The problem is the graphics are so bad when you're down that low, and it's just like when you drive under an underpass, you go like over the overpass. It was a good bridge. I like that bridge. 
Clint recommends against shitting oneself. Beckman is editing his podcast with Kehu, Jimmy Buckets. I am actually looking forward to that. I think that will be sick. I think that's a, that was a that was a great pick, Beckman. Scatological episode. We stay strictly eschatological here. Hey, look at this! Look at these cool buildings. I don't know how I feel about this music. Interviewing Harvey Christian tomorrow. Classic. A good pick. It was great to have him on uh, Philosophers on Twitch playing Flight Simulator. Man, this is the longest string of violence I've ever been on. Um, Vogel Free. Yeah. What's on your mind these days, bro? Uh, I would say imminence and teleology or transcendence the opposition of these two things is on uh -huh. my mind a lot interesting yeah uh there is something fundamentally good i think in things coming together or connecting kind of on their own mm -hmm. um deleuze talks a lot about the sort of imminence of the mind he's sort of like when a like plumber or an electrician like connects their like power flow mm -hmm. that there is something good in itself about this irrespective of what it connects to and i think that's true i think it's like if you like connect two sort of things together if you sort of like do the work like there's something good about that mm. irrespective of its its goals or, or other relationships you think about like you know just like i don't know jumping a car or just like anything where you're like turning something on there is something to lose likes to get turned on he likes when things get turned on he does he does unless if it's about your parents and then he's down oh he's, really he's, he doesn't well the book anti-oedipus is about oh, that's actually what it's called yeah it's called anti-oedipus his book with the lose and guitari who's this weird french playwright right, right. but it's all about like how the Oedipus complex comes to be and like how it's bad and uh -huh. entangled with capitalism and how it's about things that are like transcendent as opposed to things that are imminent. And he's all about the things that are imminent as opposed mm. to the things that are transcendent. I mean, that um, is Mishima like. Yeah. I mean, in some sense, you know, Mishima is definitely, as I think all good philosophers are looking for the, uh, connection. Yeah. Between these things. And I don't know, uh, I can just see a lot of places in my mind where it's like, I can tell that I'm not paying attention to something imminent. Mm. that's like imminently good. And that that's like a big problem, right. um, motivationally speaking. One of the things that got me to the next level on some kind of spirit. No, I'm not Justin Murphy. Oh God, please <laughs> bear me. Uh, Justin Murphy's like fine, I guess. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. I uh, all these goddamn drifters, man. Ugh. I think he That's might be I doing feel. some cool stuff. I I don't know. I, yeah, I well, he's cooler than like Visa. That has to be admitted. Oh, uh, are we doing? Are we hating on the people who have more followers than us? Is that, is that what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> I'm just hating on those who are available to hate. You know, you, you can't skip. You, you can't scapegoat the, like, 
20 follower account, right? Yeah. People wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. You, All right. But you have to understand. You have to understand. If you're a high follower account and you know anything, and you can quote me about this. Somebody can quote me on this. If you're a high follower account and you know anything about Gerard, then you love having haters. You have to love having haters because that's the Gerardian mechanism, right? Because it means you're king. That's what being that's what being king is about. Being king is about making people want to sacrifice you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. That's that's how Gerard. This works. is why I catch my I catch myself hating on people because especially when they're more successful than me because I'm just contributing to their excellence. I'm I'm lifting them up with my rap. There's this question of like, do we want to sacrifice them now or like later? And uh -huh. it's like substantive. Look at this cool river. It's like, a real disagreement. Sacrifice now. Should I follow this river? Oh no. Oh no. Wait, go on. You were shit talking. Oh, oh no, cause, yeah. Because oh, we were talking about I... Deleuze and stuff. Yeah. That's oh god. Cool. What's happening, man? No, we're good. Spirits of Atlantis defend my plane. Remember that I'm still on a like five second delay or whatever. So oh, even with the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like they. It looks like this river got. It, it shrinks pretty fast, and they're like using it for agriculture and stuff. See that you can achieve your destiny as a scape. Ha ha ha! I need to hate on you more, Curzy, so you can achieve your destiny as a scapegoat. Thank you, Clint. Vecna, I know what you're saying, but stop making this about status and make it about pitchforks. Well said. That's a that's a pitchforky thing to say. I think there's a role for it. I think there's a role for it. Yeah, so in terms of pitchforks, all I'll say is that I think a lot of people, not naming any names, but they yes. don't really know their shit. I kind of know my shit. I only yes. kind of know my shit. Um, there are some people out there. There's like people like Resident Pyre. Who like They really know their shit. Mm. But it's it's uh, it's it's tragic. It's right. tragic that I don't know. There's conglomeration along you might say the lowest common denominator. Right. Uh because, you know, yeah, all of the normal reasons blah blah blah. People right. can't recognize excellence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I agree with that. That's true. I mean, I I don't want to act like I'm I'm immune or anything like that. I totally agree with that. All right, hold on. We've got another auto mod on a Clint comment. Let's allow it. <laughs> Elisa Gabbard is the biggest account. I don't know who Elisa Gabbard is. Biggest account on a regular. <laughs> Clint resents everyone with more followers than him on Twitter. Yeah, that is most of us, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's funny. Savage. Yeah. Um... The thing is, let me give an example. Let's talk about Eigen Robot. I love Eigen. Right. I mean, I'm like standing him in the elections. In Let's the elections. Check on the elections real quick. Right. See how the elections are going. Yeah, how is that going? I hope that for a moment, Browser was in the lead, and I was uh, I was upset about that. I was like, is this even my in-group? His name is definitely not Browser. <laughs> no, dude. Browser.sys. It starts with browser. No, it's Bowser. Am what I do wrong? You mean Bowser, there's a fucking R. Wait, am I wrong? There's an R word. Hold on. Browser. Plato, take the wheel. <laughs> Hold on. Am I just All right. wrong? 
<laughs> I would believe it's both, but there is there's a oh, goddamn R there. The name is Bowser. The oh, the plane is fucking up right now. The Bowser. name. Oh god. The name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are upside down. No, 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 it's both. It's both. The chat has confirmed it is both. The handle and the name are different. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, that we're, makes we're sense. Playing. Who's winning? Bowser. Playton. Yes. Playton. Uh, but yeah, uh, Eigen pulled ahead. Eigen like made up like a <laughs> six-point deficit or something like that. It was right. crazy. Those goddamn mail-in ballots. <laughs> right oh my god <laughs> tweet that dude mail-in ballots saved eigen robot tweet that right now <laughs> all right someone should i can do should. it someone should <laughs> i'm doing it i'm doing it right now yeah but, but let me say uh, but, but this is what i was going to say eigen robot do i agree with everything he does no do I like a lot of his takes? Yes, I do like a lot of his takes. I like a lot of what he does. Do I agree with everything he does? No. Do I agree with all his opinions? No. Occasionally, so he was giving financial advice the other day. I thought his financial advice was bad. All right, that's fine. The thing that I appreciate is that he sets up a social context. And it is it is merely grace that allows it to be that he does it in a, a less annoying way rather than a more annoying way. That's how I feel about it. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's right. It's like he, he's he's got the fifteen k followers or whatever, and obviously this doesn't you know it's just some fucking followers on Twitter. It's like it doesn't make him god, but like it does give him a little you know some sway in that in that area. Um, and the way I feel about it is, I'm just mostly just grateful that he's kind of spieling in a way that enough people have you know linked onto. You know what I mean to like make it make a conversation happen. I do think it is notable and interesting that it is people who've all had brunch together that were the final four or whatever in that vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, for me, the, like, how how interested are you in making community happen? Are you in right. expanding the like real circle of like what's going on? Um, yeah, it's I, I visited Seattle not all that long ago, right, and. Got to meet Eigen and cool. Celine Tekia, right? And yeah. and it's like they're just down to do that. And you know, Eigen like makes these patches, and it's all of these little things that like add up right. into you being kind of the center of a like wholesome community, right? Because you're you're interested in expanding it, right? Yeah. Are they different in person? Uh. It about what I expected. Well, you expected. Um, I, I don't know if what I expect is what other people would expect. But... Right. I mean, I I told Vecnan that when I before I heard his voice, I thought he was like nineteen or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard his voice. He's got this man voice. So and I was like, oh. Um, there are a few other cases of that. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Twitter. I wonder if is everybody in chat <laughs> Alright, so Clint says anyone who stops by LA is welcome to visit me in person on the condition that we engage in mutual combat. Vogel Free will actually take you up on that. It's true. It's fucking true. I'm gonna visit LA like at some point because I have another close friend who's there, so you might have to 
live up to that. In fact, I'm gonna screenshot this right now so you can't back out or any bullshit like that. <laughs> well, it just depends. It's done. On, it depends on the rules of engagement. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. I guess. Yeah, but but are strikes allowed? That's the real question. Are strikes allowed? Because you're right. I mean, if it's grappling only, like sure, you're you're gonna win. But can I punch you in the face? I will. I can only, punch you in the face. And I'm fight, not that worried. I will only fight if it's a bladed fans fight. You know, I'll fight <laughs> with bladed fans. <laughs> That's the only. I like Katana. Jersey, I, I didn't know you identified as a woman, but I'm accepting as whatever gender you want to be. <laughs> Listen, weapons of martial combat are not gendered. <laughs> Yeah, fans are gender though. Like like genitals, weapons of martial combat are not gendered. Oh, it depends on how big you are. I don't want to find out that you're a giant and I can't take you down. I, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not a giant. But Kersey can confirm that I am of an average height. Height? But he's vigorous. He is vigorous. <laughs> is there anyone, anywhere else we should go? Any other place we should cruise? I am, I am enjoying <sighs> this Indian... I am gonna. We could check out the Straits of Gibraltar. That's like an interesting location. Yeah, it's an interesting part and of it. It's, it's relevant. All right, let's to this dive. Whole let's discussion. just dive. Let's just dive. I mean, I'm not gonna crash. Oh wait, no, no. Let's land. Let's let's land. Let's land. We're putting up the wheels. We're putting the wheels down. Clinter, Clinter, like we're we're gonna find out. No bouncing this time. No bouncing. No bouncing. It's smooth, right. smooth landing. All right, all right, all right. I can do this. I can do this. I'm turning off the engine. I gotta slow the whole thing down. The airspeed. We gotta, huh? There's flaps. Let me use the flaps. Yeah, that's what they do in real life. Flaps up, flaps. Wait, flaps take off, flaps landing. Alright, we're, we're landing. We're slow. Oh, yeah, we are going pretty slow right now. That's pretty good. We're gonna land in this uh, agricultural zone. This is this seems safe. I've got this. No bounce. No bounce. No bounce. Oh, a little small bounce. No, we bounced. Oh no. Oh no, we didn't oh, bounce. No. Oh no, we bounced. Alright, get on the ground. We bounced several times. There we go. Nice. Nice. We have landed. We have landed. Excellent. I, All right. I really think that neither of us are probably as good as the Uf UFC people are, Hunter. I think it's just not not actually a relevant comparison. Or you want to go to Straits of Gibraltar? Yeah, that's where I want to go. I mean, I want to go to LA so I can kick Clinter's ass. That's right. where I want to go. Let's go just... to the Straits. I can't deal with this electric guitar... You, you thankfully don't have to hear it. Next. It's true. I can't help here. This is better. All right. Straight to Gibraltar. Here we go. We could do it at uh, sunrise. Or sundown. I would absolutely murder Royce Gracie from the early UFCs. That's quite the claim. I feel like that's quite... I feel like... like am I underestimating Clinter? Or is Clinter overestimating himself we could talk a lot of shit over the internet that's all that's all that's true that's true you know, 
easy to say. Let's make good on it. Any plain preferences? We basically got slow ones that look cool and fast ones that look less sort of less cool. I mean, slow and cool is cool. I kind of like that plane we were in earlier. That what? That weird one. Yeah, the weird one. The uh, where is it? Oh, the the icon. It's so slow, man. It's true. It is quite slow. We can go. Why don't we go in like a this blue one? Blue's oh, let's go in. Let's go in the blue one. Let's go with the blue. One. All right, fly. Ibn Battuta Airport. Is that what that said? Enter <laughs> that tournament in Pone Rice. Now, do I pour more whiskey or do I pour some port? I do like the I do like the lighter bowling. R is an H because he's Brazilian. Hoist. Alright, we are in the ground. We're in uh Spain. Who owns the Strait of Gibraltar, Jonathan? I mean the British own Gibraltar. And then To this day. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, they're not giving that shit up. Right. It's populated by British people now, so they're definitely not gonna... Huh. The Spanish are still mad about that. They're right. Like not, they're not happy. I didn't know that, the British Walter. <sighs> Alright, baby. Let's fly. Let's pump it. Let's pump it. This is a cool looking plane. It is it. It's a cool plane. By the way, if chat wants to shoot the shit about anything, just say it. Anything you've seen on, you know, any Twitter stuff, I'm yeah. down to just chill. I mean, Clinter's not even following me, which I'm like, hmm. hmm. Am I going to fight someone who's not following me? Right? Gibraltar apparently has cool monkeys, and I'm not even talking about the British. All right, we are off the ground. Let's put those wheels away. I, I think I like this plane. It's a very be beautiful plane. Beautiful plane. go north, I guess. I win the follow. Hmm. You win. It's it's an honor to follow me, Clinter. It's not a prize that I win. It's a prize for you. It enriches your, your experience. So, Vecton, by Christmas podcast... Oh, you mean me and you. I might be down. I might be down. Let me listen to your... Let me listen to the Kehu one. I'm very picky. No, I'm not actually that picky. I, I'm probably down. Yeah, I, I think I think Clinter's name is Clint. <laughs> it's Clint. <laughs> Clint. He, he's just trying to rally you up for the fight, man. 
<laughs> no, no, Vecna, I'm, I'm probably down. All right, all right. We should just do it. Vecna, I'm down. Clint, I... let's be clear, though. We're This is like MMA rules, right? Like, I get to punch you. I'm actually going to do this. I hope you understand that. This isn't just a passing moment in time in the vast abyss of the internet. This is real life happening real. before us. We're... It, it was said here over the Strait of Gibraltar. The gauntlet was, was thrown down. Yeah, Kurzi and I are into the movement between, you know, these liminal internet spaces and uh, and flesh and blood, right? right? There are those who say that beyond the pixels exists another realm. <laughs> Your wife, huh? <laughs> Not going to let you have an MMA fight. <laughs> If you ambush him on the street, he promises to not press charges. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> if you made me. <laughs> if you made me. The internet turned to a physical fight. It would be interesting if we had a culture of, like, dueling, but that, like, happened on the internet. It was like, we're going to fight about this thing that happened in this thread in real life. Where do you live? <laughs> 1v1 me IRL. Right. Bro. Does anyone ever... That's the question. Does anyone ever 1v1 anyone IRL? Oh, what? Vecnan! Vecnan, don't give him fucking hints about antagonizing me. Vecnan knows me too well. His weak spots. Oh my god, Clint followed me. I didn't even have to get punched in the face to do it. It's an invitation. As Samuel L. Jackson would say, it's not a threat, it's a promise. You're an Orthodox Christian, so you can shout that with great conviction. You know, Nietzsche's more pro-God than you might think. That's a, that's a whole discussion. That's like a whole other... Flight Simulator Philosophy Podcast. You know, I had a friend in uh, Twitch commenters in the streets MMA fighting. That's right. <laughs> now that would get some views. <laughs> oh my god. We got a lot of shit talking about Nietzsche and, and a really impressive Nietzsche spelling from Beckman. <laughs> You know, Kurzy, you yes. asked what, what's up, you know, like, philosophically with yeah, me. Yeah, I did. And, I mean, it's interesting because, like, do you remember that conversation that we had with Nahal where I was Christmas? Right. This was, like, two Christmases ago, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, this, like, two-year period has been a very interesting period for me in terms of coming around to believing in God again. Yeah. It's very, very significant. Um, Word. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So okay. Oh, whoa, 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 wait. You just told me something crazy. That's a. I I just put that into context, knowing kind of what I know about your deconversion. Um, yeah. When? How did that happen? When did that happen? The God thing or the deconversion thing? The God thing. I mean, you. I mean, if the people, if people in chat are kind of curious about any context, yeah. Ask, so you know. all. 
I'll, yeah, I'll fill in a little context for the people who are here. Mm. Um, I was raised very evangelical Christian, uh, son of a pastor, whole like, you know, six day creation evolution isn't real. When I was 15, I had a very intense deconversion experience. Very, very intense. Um, and then I have come back around to believing in God very strongly over the past, like, I guess, like two or three years. Mm. Um, and the, like, I mean, Kersey and uh, another friend of mine, Nahal, are some of the first people I ever talked to about this coming back around to believing in God uh, thing. Uh, the God of Abraham, well, um, I think it's the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, but it's also the God of the Bahad Gita and the God of the Tao. And all of these things are very, it's, it's very clear to me that if you understand what some of the best people in like Zen are saying, and you understand what the Bahad Gita is saying, and if you understand what I am that I am really means, that they're all describing the same thing. It's like everybody is describing the same thing. Yes, I am I am a syncretist of all syncretists. Uh, when I deconverted, one of the reasons I deconverted was that I was like, you shall know them by their fruits. The Bible says you shall know them by their fruits. Basically, you, convert, you deconverted because you were Christian. <laughs> like... It's like a consistency issue. It's a consistency, yes, yeah. I mean, I, I believe this particular passage right. above perhaps other passages or cultural right. norms. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's a thing, you know, what is it? Does Rand say this? It's, um, you know, I guess this was the observation I made about Rand, is that Rand says, you know, above all, check your premises, right? And I thought that redounds to Rand's merit to say that, because at least in theory, if you are the most... Uh, you know, firm Randian, you would follow the edict to check your premises, and then you would unbecome an objectivist or Randian uh, if it was not true, right? So I, I like the idea of the the sort of like ideology that that carries the seeds of its own destruction in the case that it's wrong. But yeah, I mean, right. this is something that Nietzsche talks about quite extensively. Yeah, um, that Christianity breeds this will towards pure truth. That ultimately undermines itself. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, Nietzsche believes that Christianity and monotheism in general established right. the grounds for science, right? Because it has this idea that all of the world exists under the, uh, you know, horizon of a single paradigm, uh -huh. and that this allows for this sort of Kuhnian paradigmatic thinking. Right. In a way that paganism was like never going to discover. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. syncretism. I I've been. All right, we could, let's talk here. Maybe you can help me with something, Vogel Free. Um. So, here's my here's a thought process, and I'm I'm a little buzzed at this point, so this might come out a little. You gotta, you gotta interrupt me, or I'll, I might ramble. Um, yeah. Here's the, here's my thought process. Is it? I'm just gonna go out on a limb here, okay? So, 
and I've never described this to anybody. This literally just existed in my mind, and now I'm gonna sh I'm gonna just just say it, right? So, is it possible for someone to be a re a religion from birth? Is the question. I would contend no. The reason I would contend no is because well, here's the question: What does it take to be in a religion? If you ask the different religions, they will say different things. So they'll say. You know, if you were baptized, I, I don't know exact. I don't know the, know the technical details of how it works, right? But what is it, what is it in Christianity? If you're baptized and then confirmed, is that what it takes to be a full member of the faith? Well, so in Catholicism, they baptize you young, right? And then I think that they confirm you later. But it's like from the baptism forward, you're like being given something. You're in, being given something, e and this is what in I want. Evangelical know. faiths, yeah you're baptized later like when you're like 16 17 sort of period you know like a teenager and can make this sort of full confession of faith right um and the idea is is that you are supposed to have this experience of being saved right right when you're like the sage because this is what i want to know right it's interesting because then the idea then is what if you died when you were 14 then like where does that put you in the cosmological chain of being? Do you, do you see what I'm asking? Well, yeah. I mean, so in evangelical Christianity, there's this purely binary state, which is mm -hmm. that you're saved or you're not saved. Right. And and salvation is not baptism. Baptism right. is a mark of salvation. It's like a community sort of symbol. Mm -hmm. But you can be you you have a salvific experience regardless of whether you're baptized or not. And Catholicism, things are like different because they baptize you really young mm -hmm. and then like when you're baptized you're like part of the church but you probably go to purgatory or some shit like that yeah um, well, in, and that's in, the interesting thing catholicism so the the reason i'm asking about it we got some people saying a lot of shit in chat that i kind of missed but the basically what i'm what i'm clint's gonna take me into the fold um what i'm wondering is if this is my unspoken intuition, so I don't know how to convey it yet. I have this intuition that there is, like, a good argument to be made that no one is any religion unless they choose it. And when I say choose it, I mean, like, choose it with their soul. Choose it from the place of, of true belief. And it's different to say you're part of something because we let you in. It's like someone joins our club, and we're like, we give you a badge, right? Now, are they a true member of, their, of our club? Um, we're saying we don't care about that. We gave you the badge. What I'm proposing is that when it comes to religious matters, you, like, basically I have this weird view that people are the religion that of, of their belief. Does that, does that make sense as an idea? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that seems reasonable to me, but I'm a, you know, Protestant You're also from a <laughs> cultural perspective. Am, did I say a Protestant-sounding thing? That, that that's what that's what I'm asking you, or, or... Yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, so I I, I don't know. Like, mm... so here's a question. The, the one question is what what is belief, right? Right. Because like, one year olds one year olds have beliefs. They're yes. Maybe not like formulated in English or whatever. Right. But like right. they have them. Right. And so if your kids do a thing or if your parents sorry, if your parents do a thing and it feels significant, right. Like maybe that is like inoculating you into the faith in, in some 
important respect. I think that can happen. I do. No, I think that's true. I think that to the extent that the rituals work, that's part of the thing. If the rituals work, that means that the rituals will induce in you the state of belief. But if they, to the extent that they don't work or half work, your belief will be a strange thing, right? It'll be either be uh, what it was before, or it'll yeah. be some strange mixture. Yeah. And so I end up with this worldview on which I'm like, you, you know, so I was raised Jewish. I went to Hebrew school. You know, I got all, all the different things you do. I got all the different things, you know, confirmed with the rabbi class. And, like, I guess I am wondering whether... It's like the religions have these different views on which you are part of their religion or not. But outside of the religions, you know, I, I wonder if there's any argument... What arguments can you make? Oh, look, we got some Arabic, by the way, on this mountainside. I don't know, on this hillside. It's like, uh... Hey, What? Arabic here. I'm going to screenshot that for later. It's like Hollywood sign, but who knows what the hell that says. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, dude. Kind That's... What does it mean? What is it? Zach says, the idea of a one true self with true beliefs doesn't really fit my worldview. I, I don't necessarily believe in a simple one true self either. Let's cross the straight, by the way. I think people's... V selves are incredibly complex i still think that nevertheless there's things you can describe about them about whether they holistically believe in different things um i can't believe that we have 17 viewers i feel like we only had 12 like a moment ago 18 baby Welcome where all of these people come this from podcast. oh shit we gotta follow i don't even know who wait who does it tell me who followed philos on twitch vectinen Welcome have followed. Thank to you, this friends. Podcast. I love it. I love that sound effect. Uh, uh, Vogel Free. Later, you got to listen to this fucking sound effect because it's amazing. Um, Clint says, I think a more coherent view is that you Welcome cast off. Uh oh. To this podcast. Follow train. Zachary Hundley. Thank you, Zachary. Good to have you. Clint says, I think a more coherent view is that you cast off the religion of your ritual membership. You can leave it. That allows you to maintain. Um, Respect for individual autonomy without denying the significance of the rituals. Yeah, that's interesting. I I I want to believe in the significance of rituals. Um, yeah, but so I've been yeah. I've been listening to Being and Time recently by Heidegger. You know. Yeah. Uh, and one of the yeah, things that he kind of intimates at is that we miss. We misunderstand ourselves through the conditions of our initial experience. And of mm. course, that misunderstanding can be different degrees of like accurate. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have this idea that like your early experiences can be how you come to interpret uh, like being itself, right? Or right. like, especially in his interpret, his idea, uh, being that is interpreting being, which is Dyson. Um, and so the rituals could establish this like lens, right? So it's like you're like zero or one or whatever, and right. like you get baptized into the Catholic Church, right? And that initial baptism establishes. And so for me, from a psychoanalytic perspective, this gives me a lens to. It's like why are these sort of early memories useful mm. to uncover? Mm. And it's because that's when we were forming our interpretations of ourselves, right? 
that you were you were interpreting what it meant to exist at all. Right. Like just exist, period. Right. In terms of like you can have an early interpretive lens that that majorly sculpts and structures everything you come to behold afterwards or, or something. Yes, it's it's like literally everything. It's like it right. comes to structure how you interpret what it means to exist, like period. Right. Which I, is crazy. I buy that that's true. I, I sometimes wonder if, and I don't know how, how technical this is uh, or like how interesting this is, but it's like, I sometimes think that that's true, but I wonder if, um, if ultimately people converge on a similar set of structures because the point of the structures is to enable adaptation in the world. Um, like the question is, is the space of structures that come out of that nor the normal adaptations humans do, or is the space like culture? Like maybe the var the variables are that get output from that is culture. Does that even make sense? I sort of said. That. I mean, it's like yeah, but like people, I don't know. Like people interpret themselves very differently cross culturally speaking. Mm. Like, I do think that sort of some singular idea of self interpretation or of individual identity is propagating itself across the world. But I think if you, it's like what it means to be a person in like 1600s China versus like today, it's like wildly different. different. It's like very, very different. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you and I watch that movie? Oh, oops. Um, by the way, we got some cool ass uh, shit coming up in this game. It looks like we've got big turny things. What are those called? Windmills. Windmills? Wind turbines. That's what those are called. Um, okay, I have to piss again, so I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, dude. I'll fly around these windmills while you let loose. Dude, this is cool as hell. I love these windmills. They're terrifying. They're like they're like caltrops. Clint says, analogy, if your parents make you play the violin, you are a violinist as a child, even if you were being coerced. As an adult, you can stop playing the violin, but it won't retroactively eliminate your past status as a child violinist. Yeah, I think of it as something, something like that. Now, if I hit this, do I die? Oh, well, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. All right, we're good. Made it through. By the way, I would love to hear from chat, everybody in chat, what kind of what kind of stuff you'd like us to do with this thing. So I'm basically just finding people on Twitter. I'm thinking of having, we're, we're uh, our next up is rival voices, by the way, um, that we're going to have on next week at a slightly different time earlier in the day uh, to account for European time zones. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know if people have like ideas about what we can do. I've thought of playing other games. I've thought about, um, Rival voices, big dog. Yeah, he's a big dog. Um, he's a big puppy. Um, the uh, I've been hassling him to try to get on something like this for a bit. I think it'll be good to good to hear his voice, good to hear his views. Um, I've thought about doing Grand Theft Auto, but using a mod to get rid of all the um, pedestrians. So basically, you just have a giant map to drive around on. So it would be like this, just driving. That was another thought I had. You know, you could just hop in different cars, you know, just cruise, ride a motorcycle. Flight sim drinking game. I mean, right now we're just doing flight sim drinking. 
But the what would the flight sim drinking game be? It would be like every time you see a a bridge. <laughs> I can't believe how many windmills there are. There's a lot. This is cool. I, I so what I love about this is like now we know everyone here knows in real life by the Strait of Gibraltar. There's a fuckload of windmills. Like I didn't know that before. I don't think anybody here knew that before, unless you did. That's kind of cool. I like that about this game. You can learn some shit. It's like that it looks like this over in this part of the world. It's kind of fucking sick. Drink every crash. The thing is, it's pretty easy to not crash unless you're fucking around. Or you actually have crash turned on. Yeah, that's true. If I had crash turned on, no, that's true. Then you gotta re restart every time. Clint says, if I come on and I'm only speaking in Russian, everyone in the chat will have to, to collectively paste my words into Google Translate. Yeah, Philos, this game, we're literally flying around on Bing Maps. Not Google Maps, Bing Maps. Which I think is pretty much the same thing, it's just a little bit worse. Um, but yeah, this is the real world. This is the real world, or the closest approximation of it that we have virtually speaking. Alright, so Vecton asks, we're stuck in quarantine for two months with one case of liquor. Hmm. Which liquor do we have? Do we have to decide together? I, I don't know. Like, honestly, yeah, it's for two months. I'm just thinking something like high alcohol. I'm thinking like moonshine. It's what, like to clean your wounds. 70. No, I mean, just like to get drunk on like 70%. Oh, it's separate. It's We're separate. not together. No, that's yeah. But we could we could we could just do that together. I feel like the together better is the answer. We could do both answers. A case. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I like whiskey. I would just get whiskey. What else might I get? I've I've had um, a case of like six handles. Which whiskey? Well, this is a roll of the dice. But there's a whiskey because for the sake of this question. Uh, we have not been bound in terms of financial expenditure. Um, I mean, first, I mean, just to hack the question, I would just get the expensivest fucking whiskey I could find. But the one I'm actually interested in trying sometime is called Octomore, which I've not tried, but it's very pricey. It's like kind of stupidly pricey. It's like 200 bucks a, a handle or something like that. Um, but I've wanted to try Octomore for a bit because it's right up my alley. I, I like scotch and I like, I mean, this Lagavulin that I'm drinking right here is a scotch and um i've got Ardbeg up on my shelf over there oh plane is flying up in the sky you have yamazaki 12 sherry cask um i might have had it those aren't scotch right i think the yamazaki's like isn't japanese whiskey its own category something like that yeah it's its own thing I'm down for stuff like that. Yeah, the coffee green whiskey. Those are cool. That one's cool. You know, I think I was at... Uh, I might have tried that at... I might have been at... Uh, what's his face? Connor White Sullivan's house. Years ago. I might have had that Yamazaki. From his special shelf. Before the days of Rome. Yeah, I remember him having that shit. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were a few things. 
Um, we knew about Rome before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It definitely was not cool back then. <laughs> Can was... you believe he has like fifty-four thousand followers right now? It's, it's insane. Not it's to crazy, mention man. the actual income for his business, which I've heard is is rather high. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's I'm happy for him. I think it's it's fucking sick. Coffee refers to the skill. Why do you prefer the symposium over other of Plato's stuff? The truth is. I haven't read as much of Plato's other stuff as I would like to. I, I kind of forced myself through it. I, I had a philosophy undergrad. I kind of pushed through a bunch of the other stuff in, you know, philosophy undergrad, and it was like, okay. Um, but not the right way to read the stuff. I read a bunch of The Republic. Um, I'm down to reading the other things. I like the symposium because it actually moves me. I mean, that's the actual answer to your question. Like, um, I mean, when I read it, I, I consider the symposium and also the apology um they're 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 like psychedelic substances for me it's like i think there's a lot that you can get out of them um and it's yeah it specifically moved me i mean the 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 idea of relating to the good the ideas around the various how to conceive of relating to the good um i find very significant so that's why i like the symposium um jonathan Yes. I mean, fuck. you dust me. You oh, did, no. You did. Fuck. It's because we drank, dude. <laughs> dude, there's more. No. There's more. We fucking, can... fucking everybody who knows who I am knows who I am. My yeah. style's too, too distinctive. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can clip it from the, I can clip it from the thing. If, if, let no, me I really, I really don't give a shit. You don't really care. Um. I just like the mystique, you know. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I hear you. Um. So when you talk about God, how do you relate that to the good? And how is that similar or different from the good? Well, so Aristotle says that God is the perfect unity of the good. Uh -huh. That which attracts all things in the universe to itself. Uh huh. As an attractive woman attracts men, which is actually what Aristotle says. Wait, say this again? So, Aristotle says that the unity of the good right. draws all things to itself right. as an attractive woman draws <laughs> men to herself. That's funny. That's such a weird fucking thing to say. Why would he say that? Because obviously <laughs> the, the woman attracting men is contained within the good. Right? I yeah, guess, sure. I guess he's just trying to refer to something that people... Recognize. It's the same sort of, so Aristotle has a, you know, sort of like relatively pacifistic god that's sort of sitting there and all things are sort of like heading towards it. Uh-huh. Um, and the Christian god is like a little more active. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, Vecton says women are good and uh, yeah, that's true. Like Some more than women, others. <laughs> women are like attractive, like in their own nature in a yeah. way that sort of almost has this teleological pull uh yeah uh and that's you know men have been using women to relate to god for a long fucking time it's like the muses right yeah i've been thinking about the fates the fates are intense I mean, the whole thing with, like, Athena and the Fates, 
where the fates are like gonna like take vengeance on like all the like people who've like done shit and then Athena's establishing a standard of justice uh-huh as opposed to like raw vengeance that's that's intense wait what's the that... idea oh um so in some it might be in the symposium but I don't fucking know uh I don't think it's so Athena's mission. Athena is all about law and order and at right. some point in response to all the shit that goes down with Clyde Nestra or whatever his, her name is right Clyde of Nestra or something yeah. the, the fates are like at, all out for vengeance mm-hmm. and uh, Athena intervenes in order to establish the first like trial by jury hmm she like intervenes against the spirits of like against the furies, against the spirits of like raw vengeance, right? Right. In order to establish law and order, and it's Athena. Athena's a weird like goddess, because she yeah. explicitly says she's like pro men, like it, she's like ex- like especially pro men. But by what you mean mankind? No, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh, I mean, you mean like like. like... Yeah, She's exactly. like, okay. she prefers men as a gender to women, despite uh-huh. being a female goddess. Um, yeah, it's interesting. She, like, says that, like, quite explicitly. Th- um, that fits so in weird. the Greek worldview, though. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, but she's, like, a female goddess who's, like, supposedly, like, the most powerful. Who's in, um, not Sylvia Plath, um, there's a feminist, considered early feminist writer... Anyway, there's a spiel that I... It'll come to me later. There's a spiel that I read about, like... There's something like taking the female form and finding a way to relate to it within a male framework that changes what it is, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I I mean, you know, if you have a completely male-dominated society, that's sort of, like, something you can do. Um Vecna wants to talk about Hinduism, but I like this Greek stuff, so we, we can we can Mahabharata in this bitch. I just don't know that much about Hinduism, to be honest. Um, I yeah, I've read a couple things. Clint has used the word Calypgian, and I don't know what that means. Calypgian. Look at this thing. What is this? Warehouses? I feel like it's meant after, you know, ca- Calippi. Ca- what the ah, Cal- fuck? There's Calippi. There's Calypso. Calip- Calippi, yeah. Yeah. Left turn. You know, Clinter made this argument. I'm sorry, <laughs> Clint. I just keep reading your name as two parts, which is Clinter Lick. Clinter Lick. Yeah. <laughs> we're making Philos feel illiterate. That's our goal here. We're just sort of here to dangle the fruits of many years of intellectual investigation in such a way as to make them Philos, seem very tempting. <laughs> Philos, one of the smartest people I ever have known, always said that you have to think at the level of your thoughts. It's like really like don't worry about it. Like you just got to make progress in the way that you know how to make progress. Yeah. Just like read read the shit that makes sense to you and like keep going from there. That's this... how everybody gets off the ground. That's how it works. Look at this cool cliff thing, by the way. 
kind of awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, I this is making me think for some reason, just like the water and shit about like this crazy naval battle. Yeah. That happened, um, not here, but off the off of like the coast of Trieste in Italy. Mm. Um, it was between like the Austrian and the naval uh, navies in the early in like the late 1800s in right. the early dreadnought era when they like rammed each other and shit that's crazy dude i just want to buy that yamato thing oh yeah you should buy um vodra vibe is here do you want to do you want to say hi uh other other twitter personality say hello to <laughs> get him on get him on hello mr Kersey. He's very knowledgeable about like Tibetan Buddhism and stuff. Does he, he like, know that he's on Twitch right now? <laughs> does he? Does he know what? Does Vajra Vibe know that he's being recorded on Twitch right now? I just yeah, no, he it. does. All right, good, good. I, it's very clear. <laughs> what, what's up, dude? I can't hear what's crazy. Saying. Oh yeah, I mean he can't hear you because I have my earphones in. Whoops. But he says hello. I'm living in this house with him right now. Yeah. So large house in Asheville with just us. I feel like a Twitter house is kind of like a streamer house. Basically, yeah. Except for you guys just tweet instead of streaming, but it's still cool. Yeah, we basically just tweet instead of streaming. Once this pandemic is fucking over, we're gonna like have everyone over because we That's like so have awesome. the space to do it. I literally, I've saved a lot of money by living at home for a while. I literally just want to spend all of that on plane tickets when this shit's over. <laughs> like, yeah, or you're gonna come straight to Asheville with the rest of the homies. I'm down to go to. Fuck it, I, that all sounds cool. Beckham's We've got down. beer and space and bears. Oh, dude, I had a crazy bear bear spiritual experience here. Oh, really? So I, I like I like walked here, right? Uh, right. I like walked here, and one of the things that was on my mind was the spirit of the bear. The spirit of the bear was on my mind because the Christians like destroyed the bear cult in Europe. Like they were mm. super anti that, especially. Right. Um, and. There's always been something that called to me spiritually about the bears. And so I'm I'm like there, I like arrive here and I'm like, you know, visiting uh Vajra Vibe and I'm talking about this bear spirituality shit. And then he's just sort of like casually like, ah, oh, maybe we'll see some bears tomorrow. Like they come through every now and again, mm -hmm. you know, just through the streets. Mm -hmm. And then the next day we're fucking sitting there. And the bears come up onto our porch, like right onto the porch. Really? Bear cubs, yeah. Oh, that's bear... terrifying. You don't want bear cubs. Bear, black bear cubs come right up onto our porch and they're playing with this like pumpkin that he has from Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're like looking at the bear cubs and the bear cub, one of the bear cubs like sees me Kind of through the window after I'm I've been watching him for like ten minutes or whatever, mm. and he puts his hand on the window. He like gets up on the window. I'm like I'm literally like four inches away from this bear cub, right? And he puts his paw on the window, and I like put my hand on the window, and he puts his other paw on the window. That's cute. Yeah, dude, it was it was amazing. That you know they're black. Black bears, they're not like the most sort of like dangerous bears. I feel Quite like I feel like I'd be freaked out. I like this little town here. I feel like I'd be freaked out by bear cubs because I'd be like some mom 
is going to come out of nowhere be like, fuck this, and like, want to start something, you know? Yeah, we saw the mom. She like walked by, but we were like indoors. We were indoors. Yeah, that, that helps. So she can't like get to us. Apparently. Can't, can't like smell us. Right. Though they can probably smell you all over the property and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, Seraphim Sarovsky, the Russian Orthodox saint, was known for befriending bears. In his icons, he's almost always depicted with a bear. I'll take a look at that. That is awesome. I like that. The do with the bear. Jonathan, you get one of those. It's 18 bucks. I mean, shit. Vogel free. Double ducks. Fuck. As long as it's triple ducks. Something yeah, something. it's pretty legit. I, I, I like it. We have all of this spare room at the house. So it's like a five-bedroom house, and there's two people. Yeah. And so we're like, what do we use the rooms for? And I've been thinking about building just like a prayer room, right? Mm. Get like pictures and the cross on a wall and like whatever else. Yeah. In terms of uh, religious belief, do you, are you thinking of yourself as being part of or like notably related to any particular tradition? Or are you, are you well, out in the I wild? Mean, I, I mean, I, I'm intense, intensely a syncretist. So when I deconverted, I was like, I became like a materialist atheist, mm. but I always had this background thing, which is like, I believe in redemption, right? I mm. believe that like you can change your life and that that's like a real symbol of something um, very important. Um, and so I've, since then, I've become very enamored with a lot of stories from Zen, mm. from Islam, uh, particularly this, the Sufi tradition from Taoism mm. um, of these people who have like changed their lives in these deeply significant ways. Um, but then I, I also believe in the accessibility of particular traditions to you. So for the past while, I guess like three months or something, I, I have been wearing a cross yeah. because I, I feel it, it changed my experience. And I've been wearing a cross. Someone said like Jesus is the Bodhisattva of the West and that's how you should relate to him. Mm. And that was the point at which I started wearing a cross mm. um, because it, it's like an accessible spiritual power to me. Um, I, I also have like a ring that represents paganism. Um, right. I have like some Athena statues, not with me. Uh, they're right. sort of in storage because I've been traveling, but they're going to be shipped to me. Um, All right. Like Athena is very significant also. Yeah. I have got a weird syncretist type spiritual argument for you. The argument is that whatever God is, God is beyond our reckoning, right? At least at this time. So we've made many mm -hmm. attempts to describe God. And one should expect, especially if human history is long, you know, you can imagine multiplying our history out 30 times as long as it's been so far, getting 30 times as many traditions or whatever it is, right? And each of them being different in important ways, and you might then find yourself uh, uncertain about how uh, accurate any given one is. If that's true, there's an argument that could be made, and also I'm probably saying something to completely heretical right now, but if that's true, there's an argument that could be made that the right way to go about spirituality in a practical sense is to find the thing that resonates with you. 
This is basically mm. a practical argument. So the idea is, if the cross resonates with you, we're obviously like your own resonance is not the purpose of the exploration, but it is a pathway, right, to the thing that you're looking for. Or if the Jewish, you know, the Jewish symbology, or if whatever the thing is. This is an argument for, this is a very, um, kind of, uh, there's probably something very bad about this according to certain traditions, like going about it in this way, because they regard the symbols as, as sort of sacred and in a different way than just for practical use and getting close to God, I think. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in this idea of resonance. Mm. And a lot of the mystical traditions kind of uphold this idea that if you really listen to your spirit, you will know when you are encountering something that is of God. Like a lot of the traditions uphold this idea. Right. Um, because we are made in the image of God. We have Buddha nature. Right. Is what the Zen people say. Right. We're made in the image of God. And it's really all the same idea. Um, we have this thing at our core. Even in rationalist terms, it's like you're like a general intelligence. It's the same <laughs> thing, right? It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's like actually the same. It, it offends me so much, but you're right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just like, I don't know, like they they also in their own dark way are gesturing at the same fundamental concepts. No, I, and in some I, ways I, not I, dark, in some ways just in a good way. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've found a few people, let me just say, I have found few people as in touch with a a beautiful vision of a future state for mankind um, than, than among the rationalists, right? Um, mm. and and some of them really do express a certain kind of spirituality when it comes to when they end up talking about anti-death stuff i think that's where yeah. you get the 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 brightest the brightest uh shade mm. of it um the last enemy who shall be destroyed is death right that's a christianity thing clint says orthodoxy would say that demons can tempt you such that your intuition or emotion may lead you astray i believe it no that's true i think it's a danger and uh, Clint, super serious about this. In my own spiritual explore, explorations, I keep in mind the idea that you can be not just tempted, but deluded by, you know, in the different traditions that are described different ways, but by demons or fairies or spirits or whatever it is. I think it's very important. So I think the there is such a thing as, the, as epistemology in spiritual explorations, where I think that can be naturalized. Uh, but... Uh, by which I mean, you can talk about it in, in a psychological terms. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, no, I think that's a real thing. So I think sometimes beauty is, can be shallow. Um, and, and, you know, indicative of some, of some kind of great illusion coming on you. Um, I think it's stuff like this that, that in my mind, I connect to like, you know, Plato wanting to remove the poets from the polis. It's like, you know, we do get distracted and confused. Oh, I do. Uh, like, it's like true, but at the same time, uh, whenever I hear that Plato shit, I'm like, oh, man. Like, we could argue about this. Uh, I'm, I'm like, dude, like, this is like a tradition, right? Like, like, poet, poetry is, is something that appeals to humanity across, like, all times and places. Uh -huh. And, and, I think trying to suppress that is like, it's like old heroin, Jonathan, uh, heroin, Vogelfried. 
It's something that not... appeals <laughs> appeals to people across all times and places. No, it's not. Counterpoint. Heroin's like new. Okay, fine. But like opium and stuff. You know, surely also new. Surely there's some kind of drug. Sugar, right? What do you think yeah. about sugar? I mean, it's like kind of dangerous, but it's not. It's clearly of a different entity to poetry. Uh, what? How can you tell? I, I, this is a real, a real question. This is a real, real question. Super real question. I think the fact that it has a biological mechanism doesn't mean that it's essentially different. Sure, sure. Also, if anybody um, doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, because because we've had a bunch of conversations, and so I, I don't know how much like context does need to be added to make this a a followable line of, of reasoning or whatever. Um, basically, where I'm coming from with this is so Plato says we should banish the poets from the polis, right, from the city state, and there's I don't necessarily know what he means by it, but the thing that I think of with it is. Do people get late, let, led astray by not just charlatans who are, like, being intentionally deceptive, but also, like, people who make things beautiful in a fanciful way, you know, like actors and, and, and poets, right, or musicians or whatever. Do these people, like, cast little spells that make people crazy? When I think about the modern world, I think about, like, one that comes to mind for me is, um, you know, forever young, right? This is a, a, a phrase you'll hear in a lot of songs in the modern era, forever young. Forever young is the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my fucking life. It's just this, it, it, it just goes yeah. It, it doesn't even yeah. really explain. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Literally, you can just look around you. You're not forever young. There's no such thing as forever young. You're gonna be old as fuck before you think. Okay. Now we just have these people being like forever young, you know, and like that's moronic. But the question is, does saying this over and over when people think the songs and they put the melodies in their mind? And they think of the lyrics, and they find it beautiful, and they dance, and they like go drink at parties, and they like this vibe of Forever Young. Does it get them believing that? And I think yeah. you know, if you look at our society, we do live in a society where, like, yeah, you know what? It kind of looks like people think they're going to live forever, and then I, suddenly they're thirty and they fucking crack or whatever it is. But anyway, vocal. Yeah, but so, so so this is the th so there's a difference between. I don't know, like believing the thing that is deluded about that idea and believing the thing that is real. So one of the things that I believe is that our society has no real place for old people in it. Right. And nonetheless, old people have a lot of power. And this is a classic sort of like weird position we're in. And there's also a difference for me between what is like right versus like what you as a society have the legitimacy to oppress or suppress. Okay, go on. So maybe poetry is misleading people in some respect. Okay, yep. But how do you know that you can tell like what the good poetry is versus the bad? Okay, but this is like a local information problem. Yes, no, exactly. So it's like, you're like, well, we're going, like, the poets are misleading people, mm -hmm. but are they misleading people in all cases? Are they misleading people in a wide enough swath that you can actually get rid of them? And I mean, actually, not only in a moral sense, yeah. but in a uh, practical sense. Uh-huh. So I, I have read Whitman, Beckman. I mean, uh, to be clear, I, I, I love poetry. I, I like... 
I may believe that I, I may be tempted towards the band the poets thing because I am so affected uh, by this stuff right by by poetry and fiction and etc i i mean i don't know i sometimes I'm, I'm like poetry you know fiction should be a scheduled substance that's a meme that's not actually what i believe um i don't believe it because i don't think our society would regulate it competently i wonder if such things could be regulated by, by the way vogel free in a you know city state with ten thousand people um but i'm like your city state won't survive without contact with the outside world like this like north korean idea of like sort of like right. artistic like separated excellence is just like fake it's not real it's like never existed uh -huh. and then if if you don't keep up artistically with your opponents yeah. their memes are gonna own you just like evolutionarily yeah this is a very this there's something very like western cold war about the view you just described it's like it's I, like we'll win we'll win in the east by by spreading our through the airwaves kind of thing i'm not saying it's wrong yeah um, i mean i think it's representative of something real it's it, so for for me you can't dismiss the great traditions yeah and the great traditions it's like soldiery or like warriors and poetry and uh statesmanship mm -hmm. and maybe like architecture and religion right and probably some other shit it's like you can't just set these things aside like you were contending with a deep historical force of the feelings of the human race. And if you're going to say you're going to ban it, like you need to specify a goddamn mechanism or your head's just in the clouds. And I, I feel that way about Plato. Like I really, right. I really do. I'm you, like, you sound Scottish I, when you're a little bit drunk. <laughs> I, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You're going to ban the poets. Right. Like really? Like, so I, I had this tweet a little while ago that I was proud of. And my tweet was, we'll just raise our children with conservative values is the conservative equivalent of we'll just have an another revolution. And you see these goddamn liberals and they're like, we're going to have a revolution and then everything will be perfect. Right. You're like, you, you know that we've been trying that for the past 200 years, right? right. Like right. Right. it's been done. And then I meet conservatives, like, in real life. I meet conservatives, and they're like, we'll raise our children with the pure values right, outside right. of this corrupt liberal society. And I'm like, God damn it. It's been done. I'm it's that. Been tried. No, it's, it's been tried. Right. I'm one of the fucking temps, and right. it doesn't fucking work because there's all of these truths that aren't compatible right. and all of these visions that aren't compatible and all of this also poetry that is, like, moving to the human soul mm. that the conservative thing usually cannot address because it's focused on external forms right like, that's just true um and then you're just left you're, you're like you know like a lot of conservative raised children are raised in this environment of kind of like external forms right where it's like we're trying to make things beautifully externally and then the the liberal values just pierce to the heart of their soul because they're, they're like focused on the internal thing yeah I, and i'm like this is a big problem I, I think this is a big problem for everyone they they have to recognize what is appealing on an eternal basis about certain value forms and that's what drives me wild about this like ban poets from society bullshit it's mm. like it's like why would you expect that that is possible right like right because 
the poets have always existed in all human cultures. The, uh, well, Vekman said something. I feel like you, when you read something as authentic and true as Whitman, Whitman, it feels difficult to read as, as, uh, misdirected. Um, whether I agreed with it or not, there wasn't a word of Whitman I felt was untrue. I think there, there's something to be, basically my view here, Bogo Free, is that I think that people can, from a place of judgment, distinguish between what is good and bad in art. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, sure. At least good and bad for themselves. Um, and possibly good and bad. Do you think they can judge what's good and bad for others in art ever? Uh, I mean, I think that they can, like, that, that they're likely to in a sort of explicit fashion is, like, trickier. Right. Oh, we're getting low. Oh, real low here. Yeah. Okay, so, cruising. so, uh, Clint says, Vogel... I think that you need to distinguish between a false vision of raising your kids with conservative values within a liberal society versus the fantasy of raising your kids within a legitimately conservative society. If you want your kids not to have a blue blue hair, move to Saudi Arabia. All right. So my response to this is that you're right to describe it as a fantasy because there are no legitimately conservative societies because everyone has the internet, right? It's like, Kids growing up in Saudi Arabia know that there's this broader cultural phenomena that is happening outside of the boundaries of their societies that is enticing. That is enticing them in a way that they can't get away from. No, it's true in North Korea too. The kids of North Korean elites go to South Korean parties. They get on planes and they go to the South Korean is that true? parties. That's, I didn't know that. Yes, that's that's true. I'm, you know because what? Yeah, that's wild. But it, the, it is actually kids, believable. You know, it's like... The parents want their kids to have the good experiences and they give them permission to do this shit. Because, like, the parents know that, well, sure, that the peasants don't, but, like, that's the point. It, it, you can't have a sustainably conservative society if your elite's kids are becoming, like, liberal over time. That means you're only one generation away from your peasants having the liberal parties, Right. And that's what happened in France, and that's that's what is happening everywhere. Um, is that the, the liberal thing is sucking people in because it it points to something that the conservatives have no no real answer to, which is um, something to the effect of how can all of mankind be together? Uh, and, and I don't know. I think that I think conservatives are like all over the place, even like neo-reactionary kinds are kind of deluding themselves like about their ability. I don't know. I really think growing up, you know, very conservative in sort of the right. raised to be conservative elite circles that they, the, the conservatives have no real conception of the mimetic power of what they're con co competing against. And then, you know, I certainly know, I'm like, no, like, you know, commie, social justice, whatever, whatever. Like I think that there is something no else you can you can be doing, but it's it's like hard. It's hard to it's hard to do something. Yeah. That really can competes against liberalism. I mean, you are competing against something that is hundreds and hundreds of years old that emerges in any sufficiently economically advanced society, and it's just really not good enough to be like patriotic or like conservative in a normal sense like it's not going to work you have to figure out what is going on in a very real sense 
or you're screwed. You're totally screwed. See, see, Clint, I think that even the even the non-Nurmi conservatives are, like, not equipped to sort of handle. I mean, this is one of the reasons I tweeted that tweet is that, like, people have this idea that, you know, they'll separate their kids from, like, the normal set of liberal. I, so, 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 you know, Zachary says that the Islamic revolution totally won over liberalism for several decades, but but only for some period of time, right? It's like, according to all of the statistics, these countries are becoming more and more liberal, higher and higher degrees of atheism, um, higher. It's like you can have a conservative backlash, but only for some period of time. The, uh, the cathedral, as Muldbug would say. Uh, Clint, Clint says, I, ISIS has a coherent take on the mimetic power of liberalism, but you know, ISIS is salt. ISIS is not winning. ISIS is done winning converts. ISIS is getting squeezed out. Yeah, I, ISIS I, is getting squeezed out by all of these other much more liberal ideologies. Side note: I want to point out that we're flying over some cool orange shit. I don't know if anyone has a clue what this could possibly be, but I find it fascinating. It's very striking Ooh, visually. Dude, that's some bright ass orange shit. We're in. We're still in uh, Gibraltar region. So I don't know if anyone has a guess about what this all is but there's also a cool bridge so over there just didn't want to throw out there yeah i think i think saffron suspecting i think yeah vogel free will tend to acknowledge um certain local slowdowns or something like that of liberalism but then note how then they are reversed or overridden is that right yeah i mean so one example is that uh, you know, I, I, people could be lying about this sort of thing, but like according to the Americans, uh, Osama bin Laden had like a fuck ton of pornography on right. like, his servers. Right. And that's fascinating. That's fascinating because Osama bin Laden was really rich and he gave up all of his wealth to uh, go like fight like the Soviets in like the 80s. So it's like Osama bin Laden was a uh, fanatic and Osama bin Laden still sort of fell into these traps of essentially like liberal belief. Uh, and so don't don't misunderstand me. I, I don't think liberalism is an inevitable end. What I believe, however, is that conservatives are failing to take it seriously enough. And as a result, they are unable to capture the uh, sort of like depth of the problem. They're unable to capture the production between people's internal uh, psychologies and their sort of external form. It's like, I think we are due for a religious revival. And in the absence of that religious revival, we're kind of all floundering around. Um, and, and what I see is a lot of that floundering. Um, so it's like floundering until we get the next prophet, more or less. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, 
Yeah, what do you do when... I mean, yeah, until the next prophet. You could also think that the prophets are, are a form that sort of appears and then and then sort of... There's a question about how um, about how Christian, one, for example, one should consider modern society to be. Um, there's a story in which it's very much so, and there's a story in which it uh, isn't at very much at all. I don't know which way you lean on that. Um, that's the type of thing where, if you're considering the prophets like significant historical forces, um, yeah, you'd want to eyeball it. I don't know. I don't know if that's that's interesting. That can sit. Uh, what do we got? Clint, that's a fair critique. I think you would express more carefully. You said the measures to combat liberalism are on the order of ISIS. Non-jihadi conservatism will never do that. Well, um, I don't know if we're gonna go for that one. I mean, that is sort of that is sort of what I believe, and I'm like a little too drunk to express it in its full adequacy. But like, I I believe that the world is in an extremely tricky uh, ideological like position. It's like very difficult to have true conviction under modern circumstances. And I think that even ISIS is like, ISIS is like a yearning for true conviction. Um, Speaking of conviction, only, I'm doing a barrel. Only yearning. And if we, nice. if we have, if someone manages to actually create this true, create a sustainable state of true conviction under liberal sort of ec uh, economic and information circumstances, then uh, I think they'll be very powerful. I think people are hungry for conviction. I think people are hungry for fanaticism. I think people are, I mean, my Twitter bio says like searching for the deepest possible conviction. And that's true. I'm like, I'm like, I want it. I'm like, where are the true fanatics? Like I want to, I want to like do the crusades. I want to like do the deus vault thing. It's and that's what the, that's what the millennials are, you know, Stop they quote the Deus Volt meme because they want it. They want the fucking Crusades. They really there, do. There's a line. There's a line in uh, the Hagakure. Did you ever read that, John? Uh, fucking Vogelfree. <laughs> I think Sorry. so. Yes. You did. I think so. To die without achieving your aim is a dog's death and fanaticism, but there's nothing dishonorable in that. Yeah. There's the line. Oh my God, we're doing like a whole. Oh, what was that? You did like a loop. It's a barrel. Do a barrel roll. The the rolls go weirder than you think they're going to. It's because of physics. See, um, th this is the thing, Clint. I think it's like this is kind of um, this is beautiful. People speaking. people cling to fanaticism and to barbarism because they have no other alternatives, and that itself is like a demonstration of a particular lack of belief. Like the fact that they're not able to be uh, realistic about their expansionistic aims is because that they are deluded. Um, well, and, and in part because they're depressed. Yeah. Uh, and I think they really are depressed. Like, I think they're fucking like watching porn, like fucking whacking off to the hot Western girls. Cause like, right. I mean, like literally while they're like taking over cities and like, you know, mm -hmm. in like this region of of 
the Middle East. If they were, if they, I, I think if they were truer believers, they would literally be smarter. Like they would be able to take things over in a way that didn't uh, summon the American bombings. By the way, we are at three hours, um, so we can kind of long ass time. Yeah, we've been we've been flying around for a while. I can't believe that we have eight viewers. Oh, we, fucking, we just, we just broke fucking, through the clouds. We just broke through the fucking, clouds. It was beautiful. Check it out. Check eight, out. eight eight people have been like here, here consistently. Like... Yeah, man. Ooh, yeah. There's the cloud breakthrough. Very nice. Cloud breakthrough was nice. Um, yeah, we, whatever. We can just shoot the shit as long as you want. I, I'm down to keep going for a little bit longer if you want to. Um, oh, we have ten viewers now. <laughs> Double digits. What what they they tell you? By the way, the the what they tell you with Twitch is to not pay attention to it. They tell you yeah. to not look at it, especially when you start, because basically, I have been streaming a bunch playing games and you get like zero viewers like if people don't know you're doing a thing and you don't have a lot of followers in your channel you get like zero viewers and also when people show up if you're not talking or doing something they just leave immediately so you're sitting there and it's like zero 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 one and then you like perk up and you try to do something and then it's like zero you know what i mean oh no it's just yeah. it's, it's brutal so they tell you to not look at it um i i was kind of prepared for that but um just because of hearing it from other people who've done it but um, but yeah, we're doing a loop. Um, Vecnan asked, favorite story of myth? What do you think, Vogelfree? I don't know. Well, this is like semi-mythical, but there's a point in the history of Rome where Rome is being attacked by this other Italian power, and they send this young man to assassinate the leader of the attacking power. And he gets caught. This assassin from Rome gets caught. And then this young assassin sticks his right hand into the fire uh, when he's brought before the enemy leader. And he says that there are a hundred other young, young Roman men who are like of the same degree of dedication. And, and that for me is like, has always stuck with me in terms of conviction. Like you're, uh, you know, ready to sacrifice everything for the power that you believe in. He says there are hundreds of Roman men who are like this? Is that all? Yeah. Is there a number yeah. on it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like there are hundreds, yeah. Yeah. It's also an interesting idea that, like, I think our kind of modern bias is to be like, ha ha, hundreds of men, like, what's that going to do? Um, I wonder if... Uh, you know, in the olden days, they, they considered that a more significant sum, even in the context of very large armies. Well, I think it's like, uh, part of the thing here is like, okay, real talk, summon the Fed talk. It's not that goddamn hard to kill the president. It's doable. Like, I promise you it's a doable challenge. Uh, though, though immoral and illegal, and we follow all laws and prescriptions of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And local residencies on philosophers on Twitch <laughs> playing quite similar. But I'm like, if you're a dedicated lone wolf, 
you can get to throughout history, you know, ancient past, whatever, whatever. Yes. But you can you can you can get to the person. Um and so it's it's I think it's spooky. It's spooky to be told that there's hundreds of people who are ready to assassinate you. It's different if they're like, you know, hundreds of people going to war against you is different than like hundreds of people ready to to sneak into your like tent and like, like die in a like suicidal assassination attempt. And also probably, you know, get tortured or whatever it is like. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's different to say that, you know, it's like the Japanese thing, except they're like you can't tell that they're different from like the rest of your society. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like you know you, you're familiar, I'm sure, with the degree of Japanese fanaticism during the Second World War, right? Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't think I've heard nearly all of the stories that there are to that there are out there. You know what I mean? I, I know some, but yeah. Uh, Vecna's going to bed. Vecna, thank you for coming by, my friend. We will talk about podcasting yeah so it's just like this guy is like sticking your hand his hand into the fire and he's like maintaining eye count i mean like picture it right you're a dude you're attacking some other dudes of a relatively similar culture to you um right they all speak the same language right so this guy has just tried to stab you in your sleep and he got caught i know you're like bring in classic it's like the true believer, you know, fanatical super soldier assassin. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you you bring together this, you bring this young man soldier before you. Soldier of God. You. you bring this young man before you. I mean, think of it. So it's like, you're like, okay, dude, what's up? Mm-hmm. You're crazy. And Vogelfrey right. has just tried to stick a dagger in your stomach. Right. And you're like, Vogelfrey, what the hell, man? Like, that's a weird thing to do. Like, it doesn't gain you anything. Mm. Like, you know. It's not gonna help you right. as an individual. I am like fuck being a goddamn individual. I'm a goddamn Roman motherfucker, right. and then I stick my goddamn right hand into an open flame while I'm looking you in the eyes, and I'm like, there are a hundred other people who are willing to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my hand is on fire, right? And then you're like, okay, maybe these people are weird, and I don't want to fucking screw with them. Right. I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, no, man. Like, we're done. Like, leave the Romans the hell alone. <laughs> right. 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 I would do that if some guy was like, tried to kill me, and then I stopped him, and then he stuck his hand in the fire right and looked there. me in the eyes while his hand was in the fucking fire and was like, there's a bunch of other people like this. I'd right. be like, no, man. Like, I'm out. Like, goodbye. Right. There are no other. <laughs> oh, hold on! My plane is losing altitude. Oh God! Oh God! Are we going now? No, are we power, okay. The power levels are up. Oh no! Uh oh! Uh oh! <laughs> I love hearing about the shit on a seven-second delay. Wait! Wait! Cancel! Wait! <sighs> oh, we're on the ground. Oh no! <laughs> well, we landed. Dude, we're gonna have crash on, so I know if we landed well. I feel like this is a nice, peaceful place to to, to maybe call it, or we can we can also just you know if anybody's got anything else that they want to hear about, um, Vogo Free, we should do this again. I I feel like we've got a good uh got a good uh you know rhythm. We got a lot of topics we can talk about. 
Yeah, we have a lot of topics. I mean, we just heard it on Atlantis, and I, I don't know shit about Atlantis. <laughs> right. We have to talk about, like, spirituality and, like, self-improvement. Right. And, like, nobility. I'm down. We could, I mean, I, 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 by the way, I'm inventing this thing as we go. I'm figuring out the structure as we go. By the way, everyone who's still here, first of all, follow me on Twitch if you haven't already, because that helps me out. Second of all, if you want people on if you want your your friends to come like this can be as cool as we want it to be so just fucking you know take action it's all it's Clint, all yours Clint, i want to know you i want you to know <laughs> i want to know you i yeah. <laughs> that i can still kick your ass no matter how drunk i am that is a promise i will bet money on that fucking coming to la called me out we're not gonna fucking... <laughs> not gonna forget this is going to be like the goddamn Odyssey. Because in the Odyssey, the fucking Carthaginians <laughs> challenge him to win all of these contests. It's going to be like in the Odyssey, Clint. You hear that? <laughs> but, but the thing is, the, the one who really defeats Clint is his wife. So you got to do it in a special way. <laughs> Whoa. <sighs> We no, we could get we could get Vec. I gotta be on his show. He's got one. He's he's got a, a podcast. This is not a podcast. This is a talk show. I won't press charge and promise not to kill you or burn my hand off while you watch. Even worse, because then then you spiritually defeat them. Oh man, spiritually <laughs> defeated. That would be ah. Uh... That's way worse. Yeah. I like this. Maybe I can get the, the wheels out while I'm still on the ground. Can we get the wheels out? Can we take off again from our stranded position as a metaphor for our desire to improve far beyond the limitations of our current being? Well, I don't know if we should put all of our hopes on Clint, that. Clint, you be goddamn careful. I'm coming to LA. <laughs> be careful what you're saying about spiritually defeated. This I'll have age. you know very advanced landing gear let's put the landing gear down let's see what happens if i press that oh look the landing gear is trying to come up but it might maybe just my propellers aren't going well we're gonna launch next time in uh in defense of our spiritual uh vitality look at this beautiful sunset dude yeah it's nice. It's classic. Clint will Clint will pray for you. All right, why, why, why don't we call this? I'll pray for Clint. <laughs> Clint has to know the one true God, God of all mankind throughout all ages and all faiths. Well, we can we can pray for each other in a in a in a very kind of pro-social kind of way. Um, I'm gonna pray in an anti-social fucking kind of way. <laughs> any any final thoughts, Vogel Frey, that you want to leave us with? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like I should do this again as did, a matter of self-improvement. Did we? How do I think in terms of Atlantis? We found some of what could be found of Atlantis. Yeah, I, I mean, we say that. I don't think we found anything that was not found, but we were looking on a computer simulation. So and, yeah. and who knows they if there were you know real clues who knows if they'd be on the computer simulation because who knows who exactly that's right all right look friends. the real clues that were the friends we the real atlantis was the friends we made along the way there we go 
all right, homies, thanks for coming by. I had fun. I'm going to put this on YouTube. I'm going to try to get the other one on YouTube as well. Um, and next week, we're going to have Rival Voices slightly earlier in the day. Um, we haven't figured out what we're going to talk about, so if anybody wants to has some topics in mind, um, we can talk about those. And uh, Vogel Free, thank you for coming on and talking to us about the lost city of Atlantis and many more fascinating topics. Um, how's my how's my radio announcer voice with with wrapping this up? It's it's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm envious. Excellent, excellent. That's what I go for. All right, friends, we're out. Yeah, night.